back, ladies and gentlemen, to There Will Be Dungeons. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Bo Schwartz. There's Kyle. There's Kristen. There's John. Hi, everybody. Wave at the camera. Hello. Uh, we're back for session 11 of There Will Be Dungeons. And uh, before we dive right back into the adventure, a couple of quick bits of business. would like to read an email from a listener who said the following. Dear Adventurers. His name is Omar, by the way. I want to start off by saying this show has gotten me through some really rough times lately. It has brought me so much joy and laughter into my life that now that I've finally finished my degree, I am in the process of trying to join a local group for my first D&D encounter ever after receiving a starter set from my wife. I love all the characters and the amount of pride uh, and love you put into each character and how they act and talk. I love how much Bo is putting into the DM work, and I think he's doing an absolutely wonderful job reining everyone in while still keeping it fun thank you for the great show please continue to make these and i will listen and watch every week p.s if you ever have an official twbd dice set i will be the first to get a crack at those safe travels omar well omar i have two bits of good news uh you said dice also dice bags are possible there's some stuff going on let's just say that all right so you may get your wish i'm not going to make any firm commitments but something soon like that like for example if you want to go get a t-shirt in the store right now at frogpants.com or go to therewillbedungeons.com either one click the store link up top and you'll see a t-shirt that says there will be dungeons with a image of the gibbering mouther right Bo am I saying it right gibbering blathering what is it it's a gibbering mouther gibbering as mouther as I can tell yeah and I did a rendition of this. Uh, you can see the full color one here, chat room, and those watching the video. Uh, we made a black and white version for a T-shirt, and that's available on the store right this second. So you can absolutely get that now. And there will be more coming. And dice probably definitely d- dice is definitely in the cards to mix my metaphors. Um, what else? I think that's everything. Oh, don't forget there will be dungeons.com. It's got links to some of the cool stuff we have going on in the campaign, including some artwork. Uh, images of the uh, Fate 4, our intrepid vehicle, and our world map, and so much more. And there's a bunch of new stuff being added to that later today, once I get a chance. So, great reference for those who may be looking for a good reference. I uh, think that's everything. I always forget, like, there, I feel like there's something I'm supposed to say at the top of this that I'm missing now. Um, I got it all? No, I think so. All right. Send your emails. There's a contact link on the website as well. There will be dungeons.com. We'd love to read yours just like Omar's. And thank you again, Omar, for your email. I now give over to Bo the shiny key with the skeleton on it that starts the car that is our custom D&D campaign. Bo, take it away. Previously on There Will Be Dungeons. Hope and Varel are reunited with Stanley and Nash. Uh, in in the desert, Hope is sorry. Stanley and Nash fell into a hole, only and resurfaced a day later, and uh, they didn't have much time to catch up with one another as the Toyota host was bearing down upon them. After a long chase involving car crashes, people falling asleep at the wheel, bathroom break, the longest bathroom break in the history of bathroom breaks, and. Uh, heads melting. The party finally stopped their vehicles to confront their pursuers, a giant war band of savage warriors. They were informed that they were under arrest, and they were informed by a member of the Koromukishi named Sir Blacktrink and his 
partner, Sir Steelballs. <laughs> they advised that they had transgressed the principal's laws by attacking a protected convoy. And that would be the goblin raiders who stole two dozen of Dust Hill citizens, which the hero was trying to recover. See, seeing that their fate was sealed and numbers were against them, they acquiesced to being arrested and were brought to the ta- to slave town to face justice. They learned that justice came in the form of uh, mortal combat and entered a cage with the naked old man that they had found versus five of the Koromukishi's finest initiates in a battle to the death. Our heroes emerged triumphant, having slain the Koromukishi initiates with the crowd belting out cheers for our new heroes. The magistrate walks in and addresses the crowd. And do you want to bring the music up? Because we're getting. Oh, is this about it? Yeah, because you do the whole wait for it, wait for it. Well, yeah, but we've been to the. Have we been? You tell them about the town. We're in town now, right? Right. Isn't that the deal? We're in town. Well, that's now. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. That's what I'm saying. Do you want to? Do you want to do? Here it comes. Big finish. done a fine summation of what has come yeah. before well done yeah. <laughs> uh all right take it away i'm so excited we're in town yeah. all right so you are in the rusty cage you have just killed uh five of these giant orcs who were unchromed there is a crowd hanging all around this rusted cage and they're all cheering yeah for the principal and they're going nuts um <clears throat> Unfortunately, the old man who was partying with you is dead. Uh, and as a side note, I had a fun interaction with this guy, Kevin, on Twitter, who was like, oh, man, he, he couldn't wait for the he, the old man to do something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's too bad for you. Check, check a little later. So I'm glad someone cared about the old man. However, he's perished. He's dead. He's got a sledgehammer wound in the back of his head, and his skull is caved in. Um. So as, as the cheering occurs, the magistrate has walked in and he addresses the crowd and he says, Rejoice! The principal's justice has been done this day. It has been decided that these four are innocent. And it is a historic day, for very rarely is anyone ever innocent in the principal's laws and eyes, I mean. Rejoice for our new champions. The crowd cheers. And as that cheering happens, uh, you actually see the door behind him swing open again. And you see a large, the large orc from the host that attacked you, Sir Blackdrink. And he walks into the middle and uh, he, he looks at you, each of you in the eye, as the crowd sort of cheers. Yah! And he starts ripping off pieces of armor, throwing them on the ground. Wow. So he takes off his front pad. He takes off his shoulders, slides them off on the, on the back, takes off his little helmet he's got on. But you can see his arm is completely chromed. That he can't take off. And he takes off. He's got that blunderbuss kind of gun. He sort of throws it to the ground, kicks off his sandals. And then he takes some of his padded armor. He kneels and forms a, a mat on it and then kneels on the matted armor. And he takes his katana and sets it... Uh, forward in front of him and he kneels and he stares ahead and then the magistrate looks to you guys and says please kneel 
We'll kneel. kneel. It's part of the ceremony. Please kneel. All right. All right. We'll kneel. All right. I kneel. I hear one. I hear one of my tumors pop on my knee. And it's super painful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I look back at Nash. Yeah, I'm not happy like, about it. I'll do it, but I'm not happy about it. It's fine. Okay. Everyone kneels. The tumor here pop. You can, you all can hear it, but the, no one else can hear it. It's so loud. And then the magistrate motions his hands, and everyone is quiet. And you can just hear a bird. You can just hear like. It's weird because there often aren't birds in the desert, but you hear a little bird chirping in the background. Apart from that, it's quiet for how many people there are in the, there. And um, and then the the orc, Sir Black Drink, takes the sword and unsheaths it and stares uh, stares at you, Vorel. Not with anger, but with intensity. But he's looking at you right in your eye, kind of because your eyes are on the side of your head, but. You know he's looking at you. Mm. He takes the sword and he sinks it into his belly and then draws it across to the right and then brings it up and then lets his hand go of the blade. And now he's like shaking, he's convulsing. But he's just trying to be stoic at the same time and this silent affair happens for a solid five minutes as you watch this orc die in front of you. Finally, after five minutes of just watching this orc convulse but try and be still, he collapses over. His eyes roll up and he collapses over, hits the ground with a loud thud. Wow. Mm. That's one way I never broke eye contact for it. (laughs) (laughs) And the magistrate says... You have performed the ceremony with honor. And he gets him and says, That is all. Justice is served today. Return to your affairs. And then the, the crowd slowly starts to disperse and move away. Um, now, as the, cl- the crowd starts to leave, two more orcs uh, enter into the rusty cage behind them, carrying large sacks. And these are two orcs that you haven't seen before. Uh, but they are similarly dressed with katanas and uh, guns uh, uh, equipped on their holster and this padded, like, riot gear-style armor with these kind of strange hats with these steel guards on the side. And they they both come in, and uh, they they drop the bags down in front of you. And the magistrate says, these these are your things. But where's my car? They're being returned to you. Your car's in the parking lot. Oh, it's thank safe. you. Rest assured, we are honorable, and we would have done nothing until you were proven guilty in this court of law that we have. But you are innocent, and you are free to go. And the magistrate uh, bows to you, and he takes his leave from the, the, the cage as well. Um, the two orcs, uh, after having uh, dropped off the goods, uh, one of them... You know, they say, like, if you you guys are still kneeling, they say to, to get up with their hand in a hand motion, like... Okay. And then, and then uh, one of the two comes forward and says, You fought with honor. You've beaten some of our best initiates in the Kromokishi. And we would like to tell you if you were so interested in pursuing a life of discipline and honor... You should visit us at the Kishi House in town. 
and we can begin your application. You are great warriors, and it would be it would be with great honor that we would accept you into our house. I'm Lady Saltbubble. And you're like, whoa, that's a lady. <laughs> I'm Lady Saltbubble, and this here is Sir Chicken Finger. Why? Sir, Sir Chicken Finger just... If you, if you don't mind me asking, where'd you get the lovely names? This was the name I was given when I became a Kishi. Why do oh, they call why do they call you Lady Salt Bubble? What's the origin of that? It's my name. It is what I'm called. It's not because you got salty stuff or something weird like that. It's just <laughs> like what's the deal? I don't understand what the question means. Well, most people have normal the, names, the names like have... Bill or Nash, right? So my thinking is you ought to have a normal name, and then if they gave you a name, it's because you did something valiant on, on the battlefield or in your training, and then they gave you a name. So what is, if they gave you the name Salt Bubble, you know, it's like Dances with Wolves. What, what's it mean? What's it for? Our names don't have meaning. They <laughs> are without meaning. <laughs> the fact that we even have a name is an arrogant privilege. Oh. But you would learn much once you join up uh, you sign up to become Kurobo Kishi but until such time our secrets remain our own and Sir Chicken Bigger says here are your goods in the bags you may re-equip yourselves you'll find that nothing is missing and should anything be missing please report it to me I immediately dig through from my megaphone and check to see if the amulet is still wrapped around the handle. Both of those things are there. And you dig through and you're like, and you, then you take out the things that matter to you and you find them there. The dictionary. Ditto. The rapier. Mm-hmm. The immovable rod. All of your things are there. Well, okay, but there is a question to the rod as it was last seen being thrown at my head. It's in there. Great. And the key. Wait, I'll start grabbing Clarity, my out, of, out, of, out of character, all of your items are in the bag. Of course, you haven't looked in the bag yet, but all of your items are returned. I've, I've watched Stanley go meticulously through his entire bag. I reach into my very limp bag and pull out my one water skin with a gold, <laughs> gold sack attached to it and put it on. Okay, perfect. Now, as you guys are fl fl filtering through your bags, there's a, a human sort of walks in, the, and the two orcs, you know, look at this human and then say, we will now excuse ourselves. And they bow to you, and they walk out. And as, you know, uh, there, there's, like, a lot less people around as everyone's sort of gone back to resuming whatever business it was, and the trial's over, and the two the two orcs also take their leave. And a, and a human scratching his face. He slinks by the orcs and looks up at them. He just Hello! <laughs> Hi, there. Hi there. Hi, I'm Hi. Hope. Who are you? I'm, um, uh, the name's, the name's Slippery. Well, nice well, to meet you, Slippery. Well. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys, you guys did really well. You, you guys did, you guys did really well in that, that fight. I, don't, don't hurt me. Uh-huh. Is, uh, so, is there um, something we can do for you, Fred? I, 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 I thought since since 
you know, since you're live, which is which is incredible. You guys fought amazingly. I thought maybe you, uh, I've, I've 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 um, thought maybe you might want to want to want to guide uh, into town, um, or 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 maybe uh, look. I have this, and he, he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a case. He's like, I've I've got a I've got a, I've got a map of, of town. If that would be something you were interested, in, so you could you can find your way around. And yeah, how much yeah. would your guidance or that map cost? It, 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 it's it's gonna it's it's gonna be a, a, a fair. It'll be a fair price. Uh, just fifty gold. It, it, that's it. Fifty gold, and and you know, I'll give you the map. Uh, you can really use it. You know, and I'm not that good of a guide, anyways. Just take the map, and, and they'll take the fifty gold, and th- that'll 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 be good. DM question: Is he what race is this little guy? What is he? He's a human. Human. He's okay. a human. He's got like orange hair. He's got like beady eyes. He's wearing like a like a train conductor's hat. <laughs> and he's got like you know little orangey hair. And he's got like a pinstripe like sort of blazer on. And but it's all it looks like it's the same one he's been wearing for like century or well, decades. But it's old. You know. He's like so, so. So what? What do you say? You want the map? You want the map? It's fifty gold. It's a good deal, right? I mean. It's, I'm, I can't remember the last time I got a map for under 200 gold. I mean, it's crazy, 50 gold. Let me go ahead and give you a little tip. Number one, if you're going to try to take advantage of people, you may want to make up an alias and not go by the name Slippery. It puts people off right out of the gate. Number two, 50 gold is ridiculous for that map, and we're not interested. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. This is not the character laughing. I'm just laughing at you. Okay, 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 okay. You, you know, slippery is, is my name. People gave me the name. I, I, like, I, I heard I you guys talking I to the other orcs too. I don't know why you guys are talking up about what people's names are. You're like name critics or something. It's, it's <laughs> kind of weird. But, 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 but yeah, maybe you're right. Okay, so the fifty gold is, is, is expensive, but. It's not stolen, you know. This is a map. Uh, how about forty gold? Forty gold. I'll give it to you for forty. Forty gold. Is a helpful map, I, I think. Maybe he's more I'll stand useful. Stand up and start walking past him. He might be more useful for to take him with us. I'll follow the lizard. I have a piece of paper. I can draw a map for. Okay, free. thirty, 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 thirty. I'll give it to you for thirty. <laughs> uh, thirty gold. Thirty gold. If it's not stolen. I don't know who told you it was stolen. It's not stolen. It's thirty gold, and and uh, I give no you the one map. said it was stolen. Yeah, who said it was stolen? We I didn't say back. stolen. I mean, I, 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 come on, come on, please. I got, I got, I got like a, a wife and a children, and I have to feed them. <laughs> I really, I really need the money. Um, twenty gold, twenty gold, twenty gold. Jump at it, jump! It's so good. This is a good deal. It's a good deal. We'll give you five. I will give you one gold for the map and one gold to go away. Look, all right. Look, I, I lied about the family thing. I don't. I don't have a wife. I, it's just, I'm, guys. I'm. I'm really. I'm really. I'm really desperate. Um, I. I. Do you guys know what pixie blush is? Pixie blush. I'm guessing you do quite well. Well, well I need some. I need some pixie blush, and it, it costs. It costs at least fifteen gold. And I need. I need. I need fifteen gold. It costs that much. I. I can, can you spare? Can, can you lend me fifteen gold, and I'll give you? Sounds the map? like the most honest thing he's said so far. What's pixie well, dust? He's certainly Blush. getting back in the ballpark of reality, but I am not interested. I, like I said, I will give you one gold for the map and one gold to go away. 
Okay. 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 Fine. 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 I'll take. I'll take the gold. But can you? Can you let me ten more gold on top of that? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's part of the deal. Just as a separate thing. Can you let me ten gold? When you I say hold out lend, two gold and an open hand. Yeah. Makes when you okay. say, listen, Nash goes. Uh, when you say a loan, we don't think you have any intention to pay that back. Well, of course I can pay it back. That's what borrowing means. I'm going to borrow it. You've already lied. Ask, 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 ask people around town. I'm good. I'm good for it. You've I'm already good, lied like four times. Four different lies I can point to. How, why are we trusting you on the loan? Well, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't lying. It's just you know, I I didn't know. I mean, we don't know each other very well. And, you know, it's business. It's just, Have we already made the exchange at this point? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two gold. Give me the map. Okay. He makes he, he he takes up the map. He proffers it to you, and then he takes up for two gold. Two and he gold. says, "Okay, that 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 map the that's map's pretty useful. It's it's a useful map." Now, so I um the, the person I, I work for, um, uh, he, he the, the real reason I'm here is he wanted to extend you an invitation to to come to his his, his establishment. He's very happy with you. you you've and and you've made him a lot of money, and he, he wants to to congratulate you and maybe give you something. So you should you should, when you get a chance, you'll see it on the map there that uh, he gave to me to give to you. Um, that uh, it, it's a place called the Buxom Confederate. Huh? Uh-huh. Uh huh. You can see it there. You can see yeah. it. Um, just open up the map. Open up the map. I see it. Right, right, right. So so, so, so there, there. That's my boss. His name is, is, is Celibus Stump. Celibus Stump. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's my boss's name. I'm, why is that one laughing? It's a, it's a name, you guys are name critics, aren't you? Well, we love that. Well, it's how we get to know everyone, right? Name very how we identify one another and build stories. That second goal was to go away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he gets the message. He's like, okay, okay, okay. And he starts to go away. And as he turns around, you notice. Yet another, you're getting yet another visitor. But before we 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 have a look at the uh, the visitor, um, so for the benefit of the audience, you guys kind of saw this a little bit earlier in the week. But you've got a map of Slave Town. Yes. Yes. All right. And uh, Scott, did you want to show it yep. to our audience? I'm going to show it right now. I thought I had it handy. Keep talking. And for I'll, I'll for audio that. listeners, you can go to the site thereobedientes.com, look up the assets, and it should be in there by the time you're hearing this. Yeah, right? I don't know if this will work, but I have a link that I have it pulled open with. Uh, so. I'm going to put it up in our Slack here, too, so if you need to see it again. Yeah, we've had a lot of discussion since I last saw it, so I think it's just hidden up here. There it is, up in there. All right. So yeah. as you go, as, as Slippery goes to leave, he notices that you see three men they're waiting for you outside the rusted cage for you to get your shit together and to leave. And you can see uh, there's uh, one of them is a, sorry, let me refer to my notes here. Uh, right. One of them is, there's a, there's a human, older, got a mustache, like, you know, it's like, he's got, he's got the, this big bushy mustache and gray hair and he's wearing a cowboy hat. And there's a, there's a woman halfling next to her and a, a, a rather burly dwarf standing with them and they all have these little star-shaped badges on their jackets and they're waiting outside the cage to speak with you and this uh, uh oh, should ahead. we look at the map first 
Well, I think it might be good for us to have a moment to talk once we aren't apparently attracting the attention of the entire town. Let's see what these uh, fine folk want, and maybe we can meet up and figure out what to do from here. All right, hello, Starbedges. Welcome to the Rusty Cage. Hello there. When you guys are done uh, picking up your stuff, please uh, get on out over here. I want to have word with you. All right. right. I'll start walking. I've got everything. All right. I'm so good. you guys, you guys yeah. exit the the cage, and there's these you know, these three official looking people there, and he says, "My name's I, well, my name. I'm the sheriff here. I'm Randy Clementine, and these here are my two deputies. That's Edna Malabring and Carl Berrytop." <laughs> nice to meet you. Now, I just wanted to say, first of all, congratulations on your win in the Rusty Cage. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure you're not from around these parts. And I wanted to tell you that nobody wins at these things. You're like kind of like a, a unicorn. I don't know what that means for the town. But it probably doesn't mean good things for you. And, but, and that also might mean that you're just even more trouble than the damn fanatics from the Toyota host or those damn knife orcs. It was like ninja sword knife orcs. So I'm here to also give you a warning. You better keep it in the green and keep it out of the red. If I find you in the red, you're going to be dead. I'm the law in this town. And I don't abide by any murdering or stealing or anything like that. So you better be on your best behavior. Because it ain't just them you got to worry about. You got to worry about me. I don't like wrongdoers. We understand each other? Yeah. I think we do. All right. Well, that's it. Again, congratulations <laughs> on your victory. And be on your way. And while you stay in slave town, behave yourselves. Nice to meet you, Randy, and Edna, and Carl Barry. Yeah, we're a lawful bunch. Hey, it's Carl, it's not Carl Barry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I misheard. I never, I never in a thousand years <laughs> been Carl called Carl, Carl Topper, Betty Carl. <laughs> he kind of looks insulted. If my skin weren't red, she would be blushing. Yeah, and the the, the the sheriffs turn around and and they make their way bow legged with their spurs on their boots, walking off, walking off back to wherever they came from, and you're you're left by yourselves now. All right, well now we know the law. I feel like we're gonna get in trouble with those guys again at some point. Well, only if you steal, Martin. You planning something nasty? We need to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Later. Not here. <laughs> you know, it occurs to me while we're divvying up our items here, I had a thought on our little excursion that Nash and I took. Uh, one of the key problems we seem to keep running into is that Nash, for reasons here unknown, seems to just occasionally burst into flame. Now, he told us not to worry about it, but it's happened twice now, and I'm at the point where I'm ready to worry about it. But I did have a thought. We found a uh, 
an item when we fought Quizquaz that when you put on, you said it felt like it, it was restoring vitality almost to you. Yeah, and then I put it on Varel, but it didn't heal anything. I wonder if it would have any impact on Nash. Maybe even if it would just prevent these outbreaks or anything like that. It might be worth a try just to see if guy ignites again. Is this the horn thing? Is that the deal with the with the hilt? Is that what we're talking about or is it a different object? No, we're talking about a, it's a amulet, right? Or is it, was it a ring? Yeah, yeah oh, it, was it was that amulet. necklace. Yeah, it's a necklace. Well, I'm, will- like. I'm willing to try. I don't like it either, you guys. I don't like bursting into flames either. It's not like I'm into it. I'm like, <laughs> Nash is very defensive about his bursting because he doesn't know why it's happening. We should find a place to discuss this business away from prying ears, but this was a very important point to bring up. Or we may not want to stay inside of a wooden inn. It's <laughs> a really but good idea. But everything here is wood. <laughs> and camping outside in the desert would be my preference, and certainly less flammable. I have no problem with that. I mean, at the very least, we should probably go and make sure that the Fate Four is where they say it is and see what kind of condition they brought it back in. I... That takes us, and referencing the map, takes us down the Heaven Street to the parking, which would put us in the fanfare everything. I grow rather weary of these politics after our travel and lockup. I feel that street, the sheriff's warning, some man is going to jump out and be all, Oh, I'm brave. I, you defeated, then if I kill you, then you I get your prestige, and then we kill him, and then the sheriff's like, Oh, you did it now, and... It just it, well, we the don't have to kill anyone. Made. We can just knock him out, right? He said no killing. And that, I'm not sure of the hierarchy yet, which is something I wish to discuss with you all in in private. The principle seems to be more of a religion related to the Toyota. The government may be independent, and this town may have been taken over in the past. I mean, all of this is very possible, but. Regardless, we need a place where we can talk in private, and I'd feel much more comfortable on the fate floor than at any inn with who knows what around. Well, then let's go, and I'll start walking down the main street. Okay. Yeah, I'm so anxious which, to what, get to what, that which, car. So you're, you're going to Heaven Street? You're taking the Silver Trail to Heaven Street? Is that the yeah. deal? Yeah. yeah. Or are you taking Arena Row? <laughs> oh, Ooh, choose your own adventure. <laughs> Let's do the silver, since that was suggested. I mean, okay. silver puts us in way of shit eaters row, so we could always take that back way. Yeah. That's so true. as we, all right. So uh, I mean, Hope's walking down the the silver trail. I don't know if you. <laughs> I'll follow. Okay. All right. So I'm going to assume everyone's following. Um, you walk down the silver trail. And there's a few houses, and then to your right, you notice. Uh, it's a really smelly part of town full of these little shanties um, and these like small little huts. And you see these disgusting little gray and brown creatures like hanging out in these fenced off areas, like these little farms. And, um, and you notice that uh, there's a lot of uh, activity in there. There are a lot of gnomes and they're in there and they're, they're sort of flecked gray and black. They look a little bit like Eddie, actually. They're the, the, these dark uh, gnomes. And they're all sort of working and talking with each other in Gnomish. And it's just a very busy, but sort of rustic and very smelly part of town. Uh, yeah. 
And so you, you continue on, or do you want to explore the the pens? I'll continue on. I'm okay. I'm going to try and make a beeline it's for you, the car. Yeah, we, is anyone interested in the, the shit eaters pens? I, I'll, I'll lean down to to Stanley and say they have enslaved the children of the desert. This place is no good. I agree with you. I cannot say that I'm particularly thrilled to be in this town. So you continue on down the silver trail, and then you get to the main drag. And as you get to the main drag, you know there's actually there's a lot of people there, and they're they're dressed in these like you know blazers. They, they look well dressed for people in the wasteland. You don't recall ever seeing pe- like a whole settlement of people dressed in such a way. And they have these these you know these brown and grays, and they wear these the men wear these ties, and the women have these these dresses that they're wearing. And they're as you walk down, they're they're conducting their business, um, but you notice that everyone's stopping to stare uh, in your direction, mostly at the lizard and the tiefling, because there doesn't appear to be uh, many of those kinds of body types in the town. Now the main town, the main road is not really a road; it is just a pile of mud and sand in the middle, where you see all kinds of tire marks and and there's. Very, very gross. Yeah. So you're gonna walk down to the parking lot and, and waving at people, smiling, <laughs> keeping appearances, okay. kind of a thing. As as you smile and wave at people, they sort of recoil back and or pretend, you know, they're not pretend like they weren't looking at you, kind of thing. None of them react in a, a favorable way. Is it as all you smile, mostly humans that we're seeing. You see humans, dwarves, gnomes, uh, halflings. An assortment. Uh, dwarves, right. gnomes. Um, uh, elves? The other one? No, uh, not elves. Halflings and gnomes. Any yeah. of the gnomes elevated, or are they all of the shit eater pens quality? They're all of the uh, shit eater pens quality. Okay. Moving about town. Mostly human, dwarf, and halfling. Um, there's no elves or tieflings that you see around. Is the parking we're heading to the one on the far uh, west of town? That's that's right. Okay. Yeah. So you guys move down, and, and you see there. You see the insurance and speculations. You see the apothecary store. There's a bakery on the right side. You get there's a land claims office. Looks like a really big official wood building. And you get to a very large and ornate building, and it's called Battle Bing's Hotel. You see there are people hanging out in the front. There's a dinner service going on on the main floor. To the left, there's a post office and this really cool-looking antique and timepiece store. In the window, there's all these cool little engineering-type things, if like uh, engineering of like watches and like how they're opened up. And you see really nice display in, in that in that window. That I'll stop sapphire? to look at that for a little bit. Is that the sapphire we're looking at? No, you're looking at timepieces, antiques, and souvenirs across from Laddlebinks. Oh, there it is. Got it. Yeah. Next to the. Gold by yeah. Forbisher Holdings. Yeah, and there's, there's all these like watches and like watches in various state, like timepieces in various state of disre- not disrepair, but had that been open yeah. to show people like what's inside and, and everything. It's really nice display. Sweet. I'll just take a, a little peek inside and then keep on. Okay, keep on going. You don't want to go in. All right. Uh, no, so not the yet. Next, the next place is the Gold Goldbite and Forbisher's Holdings. Looks like a bank. Looks. As banks look, and then you get to the end, and you see on the right side there's this place called the Sapphire, and it's got like it, it, the sign above looks like it's you know the woods come off. It's like this really old sign says the Sapphire on it. And on the second floor, you see this man standing on the balcony in a pinstripe 
suit with a mustache and gray hair and he's just leaning on the balcony and he's staring at you and as you wave to him he just nods his head at you Hmm. and on the left side is the oil beard and sun slavers company and it's just it's the tallest building in town and it just looks like a wooden fortress uh although all the windows have bars on them there's no evident way on how to get into that building um Across the way from Oil Beards is Spillman Supplies. Looks like a home home hardware or Canadian Tire kind of place. You guys don't know what Canadian Tire is, do you? <laughs> they sell tires. Yeah. yeah there's like there's all kinds of farming equipment, mining equipment. Like you just see like just equipment, hose, rakes, stuff like that from the window. It's full of equipment. And on the other end, hose on the other side of the street too. Yeah, oh, on the other end, you see, the Buxom, you see the Buxom Confederate, the place Slippery told you to go, and. Um, you see in the in the in the doorway there uh, a tiefling walks out. Male or female? A, a male tiefling with a beautiful coat, fine coat, and he goes to one of the railings and he 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 just looks at. It. He hasn't taken notice of you yet, but there's a tiefling standing in the in the doorway. I'll watch him, but I'll keep on my way. No. I will. Okay. I will ask everybody. Is does anybody think we should actually go in and see what this uh, this individual wanted? Kind of through my teeth, I, I think we're being watched in every step, and walking into there under the sheriff's eyes might be untimely. We can, Sounds good enough to me. We can go back is the main thing. We don't have to walking. do it now. We can go back. Get the car. Let's make sure the car is okay. Then we can go back. All right. So as you as you can you continue walking, uh, the tiefling. Now you're, you you're hoping, but you in particular are paying close attention to this tiefling. You don't often see your own kind. In fact, it's the first time in the campaign we've run across another tiefling. I think. And um, he uh, he he finally you notice that he catches a look at you, and he just smiles and gives you a polite nod. I give him a polite nod as well. As he watches you continue on, walking. I lean over to her and go, "He's one of yours." <laughs> you fucking Captain Obvious with the, with the I'll nod at Nash. Uh, yes. Nash yes, has Nash has the tact of a five year old when it comes to race relations. That's right. Uh, all right. So um all right, uh, then as you continue walking by on the left you see this, you know, very ornate house, doesn't have a sign on it, but on your map as you're placing it, that appears to be Wild Tongue's pleasure house. And on the right side, you see, you see. I have to ask: Is that does is Wild Tongues directly connected to the Buxom Confederates? So are we looking at different tiers they're, of prostitution? Yeah, yeah, they're they're connected. Okay. The buildings are, are there's no space between the buildings. If you had to guess, probably the two are somewhat related. Okay. Um, that there could even be an entrance way between both both buildings, right? Um, so. On the right side, there's uh, Elmer's Books and Biscuits, this small little building. But as you look in, you see an old man, and he's reading a book and drinking something out of a cup. You see there's books in there. Is um, he eating a biscuit? Uh, no. no, he's not, actually. And um, as you continue down, and on the right side, there's boom bottoms, explosives, uh, ballistics, and there's um seems to be a seamstress house. And it starts to, eventually things start to get away from the downtown. It becomes just more buildings. Uh, you walk past what is clearly labeled sheriff's office on the <clears throat> on the right side. You see some stables, 
or to your surprise, you see horses in there, uh, and there there are there are horses in the stables. And this is a place for people to park their horses. <laughs> you continue on down, and you get to the parking lot, and you see fifty or sixty vehicles of different makes. The majority of which are like the ones you saw that the Toyota hosts were using, which are these like these old vehicles with with makeshift like weaponry and catapults and trebuchets on them, and like places for people to sit that were originally designed to be sitting. And um, yeah, so you can't you can't see the Fate Four from the road. Press the panic button. No, not yet. I'm gonna head to look around, search, okay. watch the parking lot. Walk yeah, so you walk, walk through the parking lot, and after about 15 minutes, you find the Fate Four, way the farthest part of the parking lot, and uh, there it is in all its glory. A um, <sighs> little worse for wear, but for the most part, uh, still intact. And uh, some of the, the, the as you go through, open it up, make sure everything's okay. You know, your water's still in there. Uh, the meat starting to get rank so all the meat is kind of it's not really good anymore the the worms are no good yeah well the worms are alive so they're still fine okay all right did I did, will, uh, did Varel make a face when we walked past the horses like you, that might be where you'd get your dinner <laughs> you know i don't know uh yeah yeah horse meat's all right seems like horse meat would be a thing Varel would get nice and excited about to me I, I climb straight up, straight up into the truck and just grab a handful of worms and plop myself down on the spot on the couch and just start dropping them in my mouth and going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm also going to enjoy, as odd as it is to say about chew worms, our first good meal in a little while. Yeah. Nationally one, too. Oh wait, no. We had a meal when we met the magister. We have had a good meal. Oh yeah, take it back. Much better meal than those worms. I'm okay. I'm not eating the worms. (laughs) (laughs) You put the worm up to your mouth and you go. I'm not hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I go to the I go to the couch uh, or the thing that's by that window, the couch over there, and I'm going to go sit on it and tend to my bleeding, oozing knee tumor that's that I screwed up when I kneeled. So that's what I'm doing. I'm doing it away from. I don't do want you, you guys to look. I I take it out of my coin purse and the, the little chain and drop it over in Nash's hand. All right, I'll put this on. So I put it on, and I do a. I guess can I do an arcane check on that? On the necklace? Yeah. I mean, you guys know what it does. It's in. It's on character sheet. The, the Hope's character sheet. She can explain to you everything that it does. You don't oh, do all right. I don't have to do. Pass it to Varel. Okay. It should be on Varel's sheet now. Is it on Varel's? I never wrote it down. Oh, you didn't put it in the... <laughs> yeah, What? what's the wording? It's called a periapt of health. There we go. RP, health no- or hope knows that it makes her feel very healthy, but she has no clue. There's there's no magic acumen. See, that's so why so um yeah one of the weird things too about the way that they're doing it with 5e is that if you spend a long rest with any items that you find mm-hmm. you can you will eventually discover things about it so oh, like okay enough yeah to understand. so even if you're not a magic user yeah like a lot gotcha. of any, unless it otherwise like indicates or for RP purposes we're doing it that way we didn't really cover it and I really honestly didn't find out till a few weeks ago when I was when you guys were away that I was looking at this stuff mm-hmm. well I 
I vaguely remembered what it did. I'm just super curious what something that, uh, like, what that would do to a guy like Nash. Well, Bo will have to tell me because if I can't do a magic check on it, I have no idea what it is. For all, for I'll all tell I you, I'll tell you what the item does, but I can't tell you what the results might be. That's for you guys to figure out. Oh. Well, you can add it, Scott. Go to your add <laughs> items and add a periapt of health. Or just type of health like I did. To, yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to spell Periat. Where? I haven't had to do this before. Where do I do it? Equipment listing? Hold on. Yeah, under equipment. No, no. Hit add yeah, go, items. To your, go to your character sheet, mm -hmm. first of all. Mm -hmm. That's where and I am. And then go to add items. Hold on. It's, it's and then nice. type of health in the search. Where are you? Where are you? Seeing... I want to make sure it's right. Add, so, in the under the equipment, the last expandable is um, item. Add items. Oh, there it is. All right. All right. Give and me the name again. There's a lot of things of health, so it's um, it's called a periapt. Peri. Okay. P e r i. Found it. It's a green item, wondrous item. Yeah. So click the add button to add it to your inventory. Whoops! I have two now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> We found a duping bug in Dungeons and Dragons, everybody. Yeah, let me get rid of one of these. Remove item. Okay, I have it. All right, so now you can read what it does. You're you are immune. immune yeah, or sorry, you go ahead. Go ahead and read it. You're immune to contracting any disease while you wear this pendant. If you're already infected with the disease, the effects of the disease are suppressed while you wear the pendant. Oh, interesting. And considering you are a disease, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we're, we're curious what it'll do. Put it yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, the, the problem is I don't know the thing where I burst into flames and have spirit visions and all that. I don't I don't know what that is. So how do I know that's a disease? But we you know don't. what's happened You've to you. You've got so tumors. You conclusions of your own. Yeah. The robot said you had something called cancer. Yeah. That sounded like a disease. Yeah. <laughs> is it the kind of item that I can sense right away? That there's a Just difference. Put on the necklace, Nash, and let's see what happens. All right, it's you. on. I'm putting it on. All right, you uh, you put the necklace on, and you feel this alien feeling. Okay. It's it's a feeling of relief. All of a sudden, you're breathing. You can feel all the air going in and out of out of your nose as if your airways have expanded ten times uh, open, and you can just breathe deeply. Oh, and you have so much oxygen in your system right now. Uh, it's making you lightheaded, and and um, you feel strong. You feel like you could go out and and run a bit or do something. Like you just feel young again. Wow. You feel great. You okay. feel amazing. All right. I look around and I I say I I I don't want to get too excited, but I haven't felt this good in ages. That's fantastic. We can point you to the Buxom Confederate if you're <laughs> really feeling your oats. We need to. <laughs> it's true. You do feel. You feel. We can all pitch in uh, if it's one of those pricey joints. I don't know you if feel this... it a little uh, virile, perhaps. Here's the problem, though. I don't think this necklace is going to make it grow back. All right, so I don't have a wiener. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. Is that true? I, lo oh. I lost it in the solar mines. I can't. I don't. I don't have it. My apologies. <laughs> it fell off. Oh, no. It fell off in all the radiation. We don't know any tragic stories, but I feel like might be the I didn't realize that was going to be a thing with you. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> 
right now and creating a new wondrous item. I'm like, yeah, you got to make that a magical item. Um, but I no, I'm prosthetic penis. I'm basically, uh, I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm like a eunuch, but not forcibly. So I, I don't have uh, my, my wiener fell off with radiation poisoning. Just went, right. blah, and I went, all right, well, that's no good. Now, do you, do you carry it with you? In case no, you no, no. I kicked okay. it under the bed and, and no, that was right God. around the time. I did. I booted I it under the bed. No. It all makes sense. He was jealous of the old man. Yeah. I, <laughs> he doesn't want to see it because it reminds him. Yeah, I know. I what he wanna, lost. I already feel yes. everything's lost in my life. I don't have an eye that works. I don't like this is just yet another organ that doesn't work right. So unless the revelations you're... on today's episode, and you waited for the most undramatic moment to drop it to you guys are in a parking lot. Like, like I don't have a penis. <laughs> but what uh, but but what is it possible i mean I, I maybe i tell them this in confidence because a we've grown closer in this in this strange experience we've had but also maybe this the amulet will grow you know maybe little jimmy will come back it's gonna be like the little talk. hand in deadpool <laughs> I can't talk. Oh my god, you killed me, Scott. <laughs> I'm sorry. Alright, no more lore heavy episodes. It's all combat from here with Pan Ambulance. <laughs> my throat actually hurts. Oh, I don't want to do that to you. Laughing. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm... I mean, yeah, I wasn't doing saying much, so you guys can continue, I guess, for a bit. So I'm really feeling it, but it's like phantom limb syndrome. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling virile and excited, but. The equipment ain't there. What was this in context to? You were offering him to go to the Buxom. Oh, because he feels good from the period. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you well, you don't I, feel yeah. you don't really feel uh, virile, I guess. After all, but you still feel good. You feel healthy. Feel strong. All right. Constituted. Resounding. Sweet. So it ultimately feels like it's doing you some good, then, Nash. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I got a little taffy down the wrong hole right when you said that. Uh, see, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know, I can't explain it, but she's right. There's something to this. I don't know why I didn't work on the lizard, but uh, you know, these are great. <laughs> I wish we had more of these. This is awesome. I'm the picture of health, and I, you know, I don't have a way to tell, but it feels almost like the the congestion, the thick, bulbous, nasty, tumory sacks of goo in my in my lungs of have left have have shrunk have have backed away and first time ever i feel like i'm getting real air in here in years well that's fantastic i'm i'm glad you're feeling better and hopefully you won't be bursting into flames anytime soon that'd be great i have no way of knowing though so don't get too excited i mean you know if i do i apologize in advance that's not the plan all right well, and I, I know I usually have some warning, so it's like puking. If if I feel it coming, I can run outside and explode there. I don't have to do it in in a wooden space or whatever. I have a little time. There's always just a little bit of time. My stomach hurts, and I got I can get out of there. All right, Nash. Thank you. 
<laughs> You're welcome. Do I keep this thing on? Am I going to keep wearing it? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to? <laughs> yeah, does anyone else need it? I mean, I'll keep it. I'd love to wear it. No, Bo just described you're getting to breathe for like the first time ever. No one on this team is going to be like, yeah, but I don't want to catch it. Right. <laughs> but my, I mean, it's it's technically hopes. I just don't want to assume that. No, I only tried it on because, no, I won the role, right, or something. Yeah, or something like that. I think yeah. you described it first. It was came off of um. It was oh, in that chest. Quiz, and... It was the quiz quaz. Oh, yeah, Queen yeah. Amelia was wearing it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think you just kind of grabbed it and didn't really ask anyone if they thought about it. I think you just kind of took it. All right. Yeah, I'll well, keep it. Nice treasure. You were <laughs> happy. You were excited. I'll keep, I'll keep it uh, on. It's in my inventory now, and I, I will wear that thing. Am well, I, now uh, that yeah. we've addressed that, I think it's time to take a moment to examine the predicament we found ourselves in. Hold on a moment. Are the windows still blown out? Yes. Then I will do a perception and look around to see if anybody's trying to spy in or listen in and followed us from town. Seven. Okay. You um you listen intently, you look for telltale signs of being followed. Uh you don't you don't discover anything. Alright, I lower my hand. And that doesn't mean it you can't tell definitively if that means that you just failed or if there in fact is no one following you. We uh, set out to rescue the people of Dust Hill. That was our goal when we left. And I think it's very clear that the situation has changed. And we are at a point now where I feel like we can't make assumptions anymore as to what we as a group want to do. I think we should take a moment and decide where everybody's head is at. Because near as I can tell, we could go back empty-handed, we could stay here. We could get the Fate 4 fixed up and go wherever we please. Or we can continue to try to get these people, potentially at great personal risk to all of us. Well, we know Dust Hill's on the map for them. While the slave pins are right next to the parking lot, which is convenient for a break, they'll simply recapture them and we would have to spend the rest of our days living in Dust Hill to make sure something like this would never happen again. There seems to be two different warring factions here. The Sharifs and the Principal. Perhaps both have fallen and are in need of new leadership. Perhaps this entire place should be burned to the ground. My favorite option. I think we need to go up to Greasy Gandalf's used automobiles and see if there's anything that hope can use we don't need another car i just mean like replace some of the stuff that got busted up maybe there's something there for us i mean that's for sure on our short-term list to do but nash uh, where is your head at are you wanting to leave or are you wanting to try to rescue our people <sighs> i feel like we just got here we don't know really what what's in this town we need to fill it out we need to see what these people are staring at us check out that tiefling who's that guy in that window like i don't i don't trust anybody in this town there is <laughs> there is one more 
element at play here that disturbs me greatly. <clears throat> you met gnomes beneath the sands, yes? Yeah, we ran yeah. into two of them, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we did. Were they free folk? They were shitheads. I, unfortunately, <laughs> we didn't have much time to really talk to them. It was very chaotic down there. I know very little about them. Uh, I know that they got stuck down there together, and, well, they never made it out. But they were light, full of trickery, as gnomes should be. They didn't seem oppressed in any particular way. One actually reminded me of myself. He was a downright swindler. It is unnatural for a town to enslave such spirited folk. And I feel that the entire town must go. Well, I need to fix my car before you burn it to the ground. Because then you'll burn, burn everything with it and we'll be stuck here. Well, sadly, the roads are made of mud, so I'd be burning one building at a time. <laughs> All right, so start at the other end, and maybe by the time you get down the street. I think no matter what, uh, anything we do, we're looking at being here for some time. We need to fix our vehicle. We need to restock and refuel, not just the car, but even ourselves. And... To be honest, it's going to probably cost money that we don't have. Turns out chasing gnomes and then checking out black site prisons doesn't pay quite as well as one might expect, and I don't think many of us are that well off at the moment. So Well, I'd have I'd probably have no trouble getting a job at the garage. They always need people that can fix things up. One nice advantage to that is it puts you in a prime position to interact with their vehicles and potentially even fix ours for free if you can get away with it. That's what I was thinking. It kind of happened in Dust Hill that way a little bit. You know, it's a useful thing. Everything's breaking down in town, so if you're someone that can fix it. One nice advantage to a town you don't care about is you don't care if you take advantage of them. I have no problem taking advantage of this place. Because of the in that slavery. Case, <laughs> <laughs> we may want to set up in a local place and not sleep outside of town. Uh, you know, even in Dust Hill, sleeping in the garage, it's a little weird for people. And if if we plan on taking this town with as different as the Lizardmen and I look, we need to keep up appearances a bit, I think. I think that's a good idea. Uh, Varel, I know you hate this place. I can hear it in your words and I can see it on your face. And I want you to know that I'm right there with you. I, I mean, we traveled together, but we don't know that much about each other. We've learned a little bit about Nash today, but uh, <laughs> overall we don't know that much. And I grew up in a place like this. I grew up as a slave. I have no love for a town like this. I would like nothing more than to see it burned to the ground. But, Vorel, just like when you're hunting, sometimes you have to blend in before you can make the kill. It means we might have to make some friends with some unsavory people. We might have to do some things we're not exactly proud of so that we can put ourselves in the right position 
to strike. There are also likely innocents here. I don't trust them either, but I don't feel good about killing those who can't protect themselves or fight. Some are here just to make a buck or to scratch out a living. Not everyone is a slave owner or a slaver. So I don't, I don't, I can't, my conscience only goes so far and it's not the killing of innocents. I can't burn this whole town down without knowing. And the villains would be forced out into the desert where they would take advantage of other towns as well. I agree. Might we settle one thing before we begin? Are we here to conquer or to purchase? I don't have any money. Well, (laughs) we are here to save the Dustilian slaves at the moment. Many probably are purchasable or have already been purchased and may need purchasing from another client. Are we going to make money as fast as possible, or are we taking over? Ideally, I think we need a diplomatic solution. Whatever this principle may be, it's clearly big enough to have expanded into acquiring outside territories. That's something that you don't easily cross. I think diplomacy first, purchasing second, and if need be, we cut and run. I like I like where Stanley's at. So uh, I'm I've put my staff down and stand tall and say, "I say we listen to the elf. We do it." His it way. is reason. You'll forgive me. I must return to the desert for a while, at least this night. I have not been in the company of others for such extended periods of time, and well. This town taxes me. Will you bury yourself again? Absolutely. That is weird shit, but whatever turns your crank, go for it. You be you. <laughs> okay, so you guys are making... Are you leaving now, Pharrell? Uh, uh, I, I, I stand up and head for the door and then turn back and say, what will you all do for the evening? What time is it? Uh, it's afternoon. The sun has already passed the noon uh, crescent. Well, I plan on hitting up the garage, securing a place, and then heading to the tavern. Tavern? I assume every town has some sort of drinking place, but (laughs) I could be wrong. I'll start looking at the map. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I meant that as as a tavern to Nash and Stanley. I think what I'll do is uh, I'll probably go and see if I can just get a feel for the town, and I might try to pay another visit to the Magister and see if I can get some additional information about the Dustillians we can't locate and how we might be able to peacefully acquire some of them. Uh, I hope I'm going with you. Maybe they've got a bathroom there and I can... Clean, clean out my crotch stump. It's a problem. I gotta take care of it. I'm sure we can find you something. Wow. Sure she will be grateful for your company for that. Nash. <laughs> um yeah, but also I like I, I like little side hope adventures. They've they've been fun in the past, so I wanna awesome. go with her. Alright, so if I've got this correctly, we're all gonna hang out in the desert. 
for sleeping and just to meditate. Um, Hope and Nash. Uh, so you're going for a drinking hole. You take a look at the map. The two drinking centers on the place uh, would be the Buxom Confederate and the Sapphire. Oh. I mean, the Buxom Confederate is much larger. They have larger square footage than the Sapphire, but I don't know if that means anything. I don't know if we could afford the Sapphire. If we're going to go into the Buxom Confederate, it might be a good idea to go together, seeing as we know someone there wants to speak with us. Mm. Yeah. Well, then we can kill two birds with one stone. You can do your flim-flam politicking while we go do what we need to do there, and maybe it's all in the same place, or at least we're together when we start. Yeah, sounds good. Flim-flam My first stop is going to be the foundry. I want to see if there's anything that can be done with this metal spike and make it into maybe a... Okay, you want to go to the foundry? So Hope and Nash, where are you headed to? The garage, and then we'll meet up at sundown? Yeah. At the Buxom Confederate? Yeah. Is everyone meeting up at sundown at the Buxom Confederate? The three of us. I'll, I'll, Varel? Yeah, I'll be there as well. Okay. okay. You don't have to, Lizardman. I know, understand. if we do not appear there together, the town will do what they do best, gossip. They're already <laughs> doing that. All right, so uh, you guys start, you know, you have your few words, and you, you part to go and do your individual things. It brings us to a break. I'm going to go bury myself in sand and be right back. All right, everybody. Stay All tuned. Right. We're on a break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Wait a second. Where's the music? Here? I'm actually going somewhere. Oh, I'm going to go get a drink. Um, RPception. RPception. Uh, I played bass for them in high school. All right, let's get to the uh, let's get to the back to the deal here. Uh, our break is over. Welcome back, everybody. Bo, it's all yours. Right. Well, so you guys are in the Fate Four, and you guys have decided to each do a thing and then meet up at sundown at the Buxom Confederate. If I have that all right. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, um, does anyone want to volunteer for their segment first, or should I just pick? Uh, you can. I yeah, think he should pick. pick. You yeah. Pick. The order you well, feel it should be done. It will be the dice. So let's see. RNG will decide. All right, Stanley. So uh, you uh, make your way back into town. And being on your own, you notice people not paying you much mind. Uh, certainly out of all the people in your party, you're the most well-dressed and the closest to fitting in amongst the folks here. So you walk in and, you know, people give you a little... A little ah! But... Sorry. <laughs> the car drives by down Heaven Street. Town. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, as, sorry. As you walk, as you walk, make your way all the way back down Heaven Street to the foundry. Uh now I'll just have to actually bring no. Uh oh. Alright, so you, you come upon the foundry and you see that the building is um, it's this wooden building, but out back there's a, there's a billow, billowing smoke from a chim- chimney coming out. And you push the, the door in. The door just opens quite easily. And inside you see see an old old man, um, an older gentleman, ripped though. He's jacked, got muscles, he's wearing, he doesn't have a shirt on, he's just got his blacksmith's apron on. 
and he's there and he's got his big hammer. He's bing, bing, bing. He's pounding a, a, a piece of metal uh, and he's got these goggles on and the face looks up at you and then goes back to his work and continues banging the metal. All right, I walk up to him and say, uh, good afternoon, sir. My name is Stanley Billings. Man stops again. Up his, puts down the, his hammer, puts up his goggles. What are you saying your name was? <laughs> Stanley Billings. Eh? Stanley Billings. Never heard no Stanley Billings. Well, what can I do for you? Now. Well, I was hoping that I might enlist your services in uh, perhaps crafting an item for me. Uh, In my adventures, I have found this fine blade, and I will show the the spike, uh, in need of a hilt. You need help for this. All right. Um, uh, What kind of money you got? Well, I mean, you're the expert. What is this going to run me? Twenty gold pieces. How about that? And what if I supplied my own hilt? Would you be able to remove the one from this weapon and attach the blade to that? Uh, mm -hmm. All right, ten, ten, ten gold pieces. I'll do for you. But uh, I gotta finish this part. Keep it. Come back in about a week. A week. And he's supposed to take your the metal from and the. The hilt from you, from your hands. Are you? Uh, yeah. Now, well, before you do that, uh, I live a very aggressive lifestyle. We'll say. <laughs> Is there any way we could get it done before a week? Mm, you pay an extra fee for that. You want me to move it up? I got lots of work to do. How quickly could you get it done? How quickly you want it? As soon as possible would be ideal. I get it done for you tomorrow. But uh, 25, 25 gold pieces, I'll get it done for you tomorrow. All right? Did you manage to catch the battle today in the Rusty Cage? Huh? The Rusty Cage. There was a battle there earlier today. Did you see it? I don't know the battle. Well, I'll get it, it done for you. Easy. Come back tomorrow. 25 gold pieces. It was a fantastic battle. It was amazing. And on my way here, we got stopped constantly by people saying, your fight was so incredible. Where did you get your, where do you learn to fight like that? Where did you get your equipment? Now, what if I were to point them in your direction? Would that uh, incur me a discount? What that could do for me? Well, it would get you a lot of business. I have a lot of business. <laughs> well, what, were you, what were you trying to do? I roll a persuasion check, please. I clearly you're trying to persuade the person to give you a discount. I do want a discount. Uh, persuasion? 19. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you with them, are you with them Toyota host people? The Toyota people? You with them? No, I'm not. Oh. But I could be. (laughs) All right, all right. Look, I just want you to get the hell out of here so I can get to work on my stuff, okay? 25 gold pieces or 20. I'll give you a discount, 20 gold. 
have it done for you tomorrow? What's your name? seems fantastic. Stanley Billings again. Yeah. And he takes out this this like this pencil and this like ratty paper full of scratches and, and writing and he's like Stanley Stanley Willems. Okay. Willems. Stanley and, Willems. Uh, yeah. And what was your name? Uh, my name's Banu. Great. Banuel, uh happy to meet your acquaintance. No, 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 it's a Banuel. Banuel. Yeah, Banuel. that's what I said. Uh, here's 20 gold and everything you need. You, you talk funny. I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. Big boy, right? He mumbles unintelligently, takes the handle and the, and the, and the, the, the shaft of the blade from you and uh, throws them unceremoniously on his workbench. He just fires them off and he gets back to working the thing he was working with, puts his glass down. Bing, bing. That was positively heartbreaking. <laughs> Walk out. All right. Who's next on this to-do list here? All right. Hope and Nash. Garage time. All right. So you make your way to what? Uh, where are you going on the map? Sorry. It wasn't clear. Um, Owen's garage there. first. All right. So, you, you know, as uh, you see, watch Stanley uh, walk down Heaven Street. You simply move across Heaven Street to what appears to be a large cement, cemented building, like cement brick, right? Mm-hmm. It has, uh, you know, seven or eight different little garage doors on it. it has a little office on the end, so you uh, you don't see anyone in the office, but you see uh, a rather large man, I believe. Where's my notes? Owen's garage. Where are you? Yeah, where is Owen's garage? What's the general area? Freaking. Sorry, just frustrated about my notes here. Okay, so um, you walk across to Owens. Oh, there it is. And uh, you see, you see a rather large. Oh, there we go. It's Owens' garage. You see a rather large man. And he's up there. He's got a. He's working. He's working with a. Shit. It's a ratchet, but it's a torque ratchet. I don't remember what it's called. He's got like a. Yeah, yeah. Fastening bolts in, and uh, he's uh, got a. He's got a big truck up on. The elevator, you know, the elevator that pulls the truck up so he can work on underneath, and you see this large, rather man in blue overalls. He's dark skinned, and he's working on uh, on a vehicle. Sweet, I'll uh, kind of slowly walk up, look underneath the truck, and point out something, and go, "That's a nice," whatever the words are, and start pointing out little <laughs> things that I see, and and go, you know, if they did this to that, they'd get some nice speed. And I say I'll take your word for it, because I have no idea. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, Hope. I have no. I I don't do yeah, this you, stuff. You 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 probably got a good point there, little lady. Hi, uh, I'm Hope, and just... this is Nash. And he he's got these oily hands. He's like, just give me a minute. And he walks to the workbench. He takes out this grease cloth and starts cleaning off his hands. My name's Randall. Uh, it's good to meet you. Um, how can I how can I help you today? I'd shake your hand, but uh, I'm actually really oily. Yeah, yeah, I understand the feeling. I'm we're here. I'm here today. Nash is accompanying me, and mm-hmm. I'm actually wondering if you have a job opening. We're new to town, and we need to make a bit of money. And I've I work cars. That uh, I don't know if you saw the fate fall back in that was wheeled into the parking lot. Big van on giant wheels. Oh, that RV thing on yeah. wheels. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I built you, that. You made, you made that. Yeah. Oh, so you know your way around a vehicle, I take it. 
I do, and I'd love to help out around here. Well, we don't, I mean, this is a family-run business, um, but, uh, you know, we have been very busy lately. Um, and I don't get, you don't find much people much good with cars. I mean, they can drive them and they can wreck them, but uh, can't fix people, them. people don't appreciate the kind of work when they're tearing out in the, in the wastes with their vehicles, the kind of hard work that goes into making sure these things that can run, it isn't easy. No, it's you know, not. I, and it's I, no I wish they'd take it easy. Uh, yeah, uh, right. Respect the car. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, I mean, if you're looking for a job here, uh, I can try you out for a day. I can give you two gold pieces a day. That sounds fair. All right. Um, hmm. Okay. Um, we're just about closing up. Uh, my wife uh, is about to make dinner. And uh, we're going to, you know, sit down with the kids. So maybe come back tomorrow morning, crack a crack a dawn. That sounds great, Rand Randall. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, and you, you have your tools or? I do. I've got, they're all back in the fateful. I'll all bring right. those with me tomorrow. That sounds good. All right. Well, you know, it, good. It's kind of, it's a good thing. I do need the help. So hopefully you work out. Uh, but so you know, like I, we work hard here during the day. We don't have time for dilly-dallying or, or, you know, people say they work, but then they just talk all day. I need people to be working. I'm not much of a talker. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Nice to meet you. What, what, what this guy, this guy, is, he can't. <laughs> yeah, is he this is all? Nash. Nash Randall. <laughs> I don't want a job. <clears throat> I don't I don't like this place. I don't want a job, and I don't trust you. So, so he's, a, he's, he's an adventuring companion. Yes, yes, he's a friend. <laughs> well, I don't think you should keep him around here when you're at work. I don't think. <laughs> don't like don't worry. We are, we're new, like I said, we're new to town, so we just take a look around. Just as long as he's not around, unless he's got a car to repair or something like that. I, I, you know, we've already got a number of strange customers. I don't think they'd like looking at that. Listen, we, got, we, there, have, we have some standards. There's, there are right? more. It isn't just me. There are others here. I will stay away from your shop. But keep in mind, we're keeping an eye. And I look at him with my one good eye. We're keeping an eye on what happens here with Hope. You better be fair, and you better pay her, and you better treat her right for the work she's putting in, or there's hell to pay. Do you understand me? What? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, make, sure, make sure he doesn't come back. I don't like him. You just, just threatened me. Let's go, Nash. Right, I'll be tomorrow. If you come back and set foot on this premises again, I'm calling the sheriff. <laughs> turn, I'm turning Nash around. We're going. I'm waving. Jeez. I wouldn't want to come Jesus back. Jesus Chrome. <laughs> Did you say Jesus Chrome? <laughs> uh, Randall said Jesus Chrome. That's amazing. <sighs> All right. I'm just Is, you uh, know. somebody hanging from a piece of metal. <laughs> no, you're just in a place that had a sign that was a little squeaky. That's all. Okay, cool, cool. I got, it. I yeah. got you, I got you. All right, so you've 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 asked for a job and you have a job tomorrow morning. We go to Varel, who has uh, gone out to the desert. Now, Varel, you'll have to describe for me what it is you're doing. Yeah, I'll exit the car and I'll watch them walk in the town and just put my head to the sky and big up. We go, oh, all right. I look uh, to my left and I see the esophageal pass. Is there like a, a, a any sort of 
sign that says that direction or well um there isn't a sign that's on the map if you refer to the larger beyond the dead fingers map you'll see where the esophageal pass is in relation it's several hundreds of miles out cool uh, to the north all right then i will just kind of 180 and turn my back to the town and start walking out of the parking lot into the desert yep and the, the, the stench of uh, Slave Town begins to recede from your nostrils as you do, as you get back into your natural habitat of the wastes. Excellent. I'll give it a good 45 minutes out, and I'll pick up some sand, rub it between my fingers, kind of feel it between my toes, and do a little survival check to see if I can find something, something worth hunting to take my mind off of things. Okay. Uh, nine. Okay, so you get down on all fours and uh, and and you know just look for tracks. Wait for wait for the feeling to come to you, right? Um, and you do notice that you know because you are still relatively close to town that the game is scared. The game avoids this area, and that there isn't much uh, there isn't much in the way of tracks or activity here of anything recent because of that. Hmm. I will learn anything new. I'll stand up and look back at the town and kind of, kind of glower at it. Uh, is there uh, a rocky kind of elevation above the the sands, or any sort of uh, solid land? It's all it's all flat and sands. There's mm-hmm. no sort of rock, uh, rock like I know what you're talking about, like a rock area or an island of rock. Yeah. Um, you see one another uh, maybe an hour out that there's a place like this that appears to be more rock than sand. Checking the sun, how much time do I have till sundown when we agreed to? Uh, you got yeah. about six hours. Oh, okay, cool. Then I will I will walk. I will head out further to the rocky outcropping. Okay, you walk out to the outcropping, and then uh, you're there. The rock, you know, area is about. 200 feet in diameter and it sort of lifts up off the ground into an elevated area where you about 10 feet from the ground it has like an underhang where you can hang out in shade and as well as the top you can climb up to the top cool I'll, I'll climb up to the top and I will in the beginning of the evening with you know no light pollution or anything like that start to look at the stars and enjoy the desert sky and do a do a kind of a not not really religion but you know a spiritual check using religion a 15 to kind of look up at the stars and see my all my favorites are in order nobody's out of place i mean given that it's daytime there's not much to see in terms yeah. of the the star sky but the sky looks like the same sky that you've the same ceiling of blue that you're familiar with, and everything is as it should be uh, aligned. I now, will, is there uh, a particular? Is there some, something in particular you're looking to contact or to find or to to examine? No, mainly making sure that you know it, the the winds are all in place, and that you know the sky is still my sky. The moon isn't isn't cracked wrongly. wrongly a, a, a planet that I would mistake for a star isn't running over another, bringing a bad omen. As I might no. read into it, right? There's nothing of that nature. Okay. There. Everything, no. Everything looks as, as as what you would normally see in the night sky. And and with that, you know, start 
breathing a little heavy and I'll actually just start kicking around some rocks and eventually work myself up into a rage and just start smashing rocks against each other and pounding the ground. And eventually as I exit, you know, one fist embedded in the sands, a single tear kind of going down my eye and I just, I don't understand. And I'm thinking about the, the chrome orcs and how they kill themselves and how the, the town has two governments and it's just so stupid and it's all enslaving the free folk, the gnomes and humans are ridiculous and just letting it all out. Okay. And as you, so you smash rocks, uh, how, how long is your intent to do this for? You know, I know that you're raging and mad, but you have a sense it's like five, five minutes then spent, or is it like a full hour? It, it, it works its way up. So I'd say a good 10 minutes, but the, the rage part is only about a minute and the rest of it's just heavy heaving and that single tear, and eventually just a flop onto the back, staring at the sky, and getting myself ready to head back into town and see more filthy humans. Okay. As you smash uh, rocks and make noise, and is there yelling involved in this oh, too? Oh, absolutely. Lots of growling and. Okay. As as you smash, you smash the rocks and you you curse. Um, you you, you smash some rocks, pick up boulders, smash them down, and you go to pick up one of the boulders, and you see you see a um your danger sense goes off and you see immediately the this design and scale as as a large snake about a, half a foot in diameter coils up and, oh, and his head is nearly as big as yours and this giant snake is looking at you and just sort of frozen doing that posturing that animals do flaring up it's its side it has these cobra like scale wings and it's and it's it's hissing at you, it's staring at you with in, uh, with malign. I will. I guess it would be an intimidate. I'm not trying to scare it off. I believe that you know this is the protector of this rock. I've invaded his home, and I'm merely growling back to show that I am a strong individual and having a spiritual moment, locking eyes. Okay, maybe this is a persuasion check, but in an animalistic way, right? Yeah. I, what what is handle animal? now. A- animal handling has to do oh. with, it's like piloting, but for animals pretty much. Okay, well I mean, it is wisdom, so I, I am that's part of my barbarianness, so why don't I do that? Not really okay. handling it, but you know. And, okay, we can moment. do animal handling. Okay, you're trying, yeah. to, you're trying to communicate with the animal. Uh, Ooh, I got a 19. So the snake, uh, you, like, are you puffing out your chat? What does this look like? This the way that you communicate that you're in the wrong. So I, so I, you know, was smashing these boulders in my rage, and I pick it up, and it hisses at me, and I still kind of got the rock, and I just drop it sideways, and you know, no, I put my palms out towards it, kind of open body, and just stand there like I am, I am a rock. Break against me, if you will. And this, the snake sort of looks as though it, 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 it un. It unfreezes from its its poise, from its attack position, and slowly but very mistrustfully of you lowers itself and stares, and it's sort of swaying back and forth and looking at you, and, and the tongue comes up. <laughs> it's considering, and, and, and you can tell that it's considering what to do. It's still trying to determine whether to attack you or not. I will... Be ex- calming down from my rage, breathing heavy, go down on my knees, kind of palms flat, wrists up, 
on my knees there, facing the snake, and said, Here, strength makes sense. Wait, 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 wait. wait so <laughs> you put your, your wrist up? Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm going on my knees to just set kind of a, a sitting pose, exposed yeah. a bit to this snake. I see. So sit, sit, sitting uh, cross-legged. Or just on my... On your knees? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so the snake uh, begins to approach you, and it eyes you, and it considers you. <laughs> and it's it starts to slither in between, like, where your, your arm is, like, under your arm, as it rests across one of your wrists, and then it slithers behind you onto the other wrist, and then looks up at you. And your eyes are locked. Jeez. And this is a large snake. It's not... Yeah. It's probably about 40 feet long. And uh, it's about, you know, six... Almost, like, six long. It's a very heavy snake. Not that it's affecting you too much with your large frame, but... Its head is almost the size of yours, and it looks to its side, and it looks at you with its one eye. I am of the desert, creature. And I return... But I must leave once again. For the world is in need of our strength. And you must be brave as well as I. The snake considers your words. Although you don't know if it... You don't know if it understands you're not being a wild creature. Right? And, you know, even though you're something of a wild creature yourself, you do have the ability to form words. Um, The snake, uh, satisfied that it has encountered an ally and not an enemy slithers off into rock to find a new place to go and rest and eventually slithers its way through you and enters the rock. And as it once it is fully left, I look to the stars once more again, a smile on Varel's face for the first time in days, maybe a week, depending on how long we were in that car. Feeling once again in touch with the desert and my nature's strength. I know this is my home and that is foreign and I can kick its ass. I head back to town. Yeah. So is it American lizard folk? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. So um, you each have your own little adventure <laughs> in town, and the sun begins to go down. And uh, do you guys wait outside of the Buxom Confederate before going in, or to go in together, or is it uh, Stanley's uh, the first to show up, given that he's got five more hours to kill? <laughs> yeah, I I probably would have uh, just kind of wandered and seen the town with the time to kill. Mm-hmm. Not really gone anywhere in particular, but uh, maybe just seen okay. what I could see. Sure. All right. Uh, perfect. So let's say everyone meets up outside. Just waiting outside. So it's now sundown. The lights, the candlelight, have started to come from the two bars in the town square. You see people are starting to make their way in. There's drunk people hanging out already, leaning on things and they're around and uh, you all meet up in the town square now, the three of you were there first so you you guys are having a little conversation and then everyone sort of stops to look at this giant seven foot lizard folk as he struts with pride and glowing oh yeah, he was more like dejected, he's standing at the full his full height, walks into the town square everybody looking at him you guys are all together in front of uh, the Buxom Confederate uh, outside. I like well, to think we. It, uh... I like to think we all do this, and we see him and we wave. <laughs> how did it? Uh, how did it go? Did you get a job, Hope? Yeah. Oh, tomorrow morning, crack it on. I start 
uh, it'll be a day to see how it works out, and then it'll be about two gold pieces each day after that. And what about you, Nash? What job did you get? I didn't get one. My job is to make sure we don't get screwed here. I just was there to help and watch. Make sure Hope didn't do anything dumb and make sure that that guy I don't trust didn't do anything. Me do anything dumb. Well <laughs> I mean I'm a little I'm a little testy and I'm feeling good. This necklace, I'm telling you, it makes me a little jumpy. I want to fight. So just watch out. Boy, if I had a wiener, I'll tell you what. Well, you, uh, man, you are a Pandora's box. We got that open, and it just keeps coming out. Is that necklace the necklace of truth as well? Oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. Maybe. Ask me a question. Ask me a question. Let's see if it works. I'll tell you the truth. I'll see if I tell you the truth. Nash, on a scale of 1 to 10, how big an idiot are you? Eight. (laughs) It's, It's the necklace of truth. All right. Varel, you, uh, you, seems the time in the desert did you well. Did excellent. <laughs> I made a friend. Oh, fantastic. Are they going to be joining us? Never. He is a 25-foot snake. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, shall we, uh, shall we head in? Let's go. <laughs> Let's. I need a drink. All right. All right. So you, you guys uh, make your way. The saloon has the typical saloon doors that fold back and forth. You push your way in and smoke billows out. And then you walk in and you see, you see a wide variety of people. There's a bar on the right side and it's all wood. The walls are painted like this sort of green. It looks very pretty. It's very nice in here. There's a lot of decoration. You see... There's a painted on the walls. There's a, a, conf- a woman, a buxom woman dressed up in Confederate clothing, with the you know the breast sort of pushing out of the of the Confederate jacket. And then you see that there's a roulette table, and that there's a table, and there's people playing cards of all types. But that mainly the people in here seem very well dressed. Um, there aren't any of the more dirtier folk that you've seen around town. Certainly none of those shit eater gnomes, and. Um, there's a bartender, there's a craps table, there's a roulette table, there is a, a couple of tables of people playing cards. All told, there's about 40 or 50 people in here. You also see there's a woman there with a fan sort of leaning by the bar, talking up some of the gentlemen sitting at the bar. And it's, there's a guy at a piano, and the piano's going... And so there's... um. <laughs> it went on longer than I thought it was going to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and, and uh, as you sort of take in all the people and sights and activity in here, uh, that the, the tiefling sort of appears through people in the crowd, oh. uh, having spotted you. And he, he's got like these gold teeth and he smiles, like, lot, like lots of gold teeth in there. And his horns are very like, they run sort of like this to the side very deep purple and he's got like a piercing piercings up his ear three or four on one side two on the other he's got this gorgeous gorgeously dressed like very handsome and, but older like maybe in his 40s 50s and he's a little you know chubby he's not like a skinny guy he's like even though for, he's attractive but he's like got a lot of you know curve to him and he, he comes up and he says ah 
Our new guests have arrived. Hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you How doing? Are you doing well this come evening. Come in, come in. How are you, Mister? Let's, let's let's... Oh, oh, I'm Celibus Stump. Celibus Stump. Nice to meet you. Oh, nice, nice to, to meet, meet you. Yeah. Wait, you're Celibus finding... Stump. You're Celibus I'm, Stump. I'm Celibus Stump. I'm the, I'm the I'm the proprietor of of the Buxom Confederate. Now, now, hang on. Uh, 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 Eric, Eric, Eric. Come over here. Get a table. Get a table for these fine folk. Okay. All right. And he motions to a guy, and then Eric goes over to a table where people are sitting, and he's like, tells them, "Hey, get out, get out, get out." You know. And you see, they're making this table sort of towards the back of the place, open for you. And he says, "Please come in, come in, come in." All right. All right. And you, you make your way past folks, and they will kind of look at Morel like, I'm just, just like wide-eyed. Smells of booze and smoke and cigarettes and the people like <laughs> drinking and, and smoking and and you make it to to the table and there's 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 uh, five or six chairs there so you all are able to sit down. Varel, any consideration to the sitting arrangement for you because of your tail? Yeah, I you don't sit normal, so I was no. gonna check with you. Give it the <laughs> working Chuck Norris. My, <laughs> working my tail through the hole is horrible because I always get stuck. So I just flip the chair around and sit. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. creator gangster style. I like that. That's good. All right. So you guys all sit down. There's candle on the table, and there's low light. And um, and the celibus doesn't sit down. He says, now, uh, can I get you fine folk a drink? I-, I have to talk to you guys. Before we do, let's let's, let's be hospitable. Uh, Eric, Eric, what do you guys want to drink? What do you guys what want What would the house recommend? Uh, well, we've, we don't have a lot of different kinds of beers here, but um, we've got oat bunt mead. Uh, we've got slave hide. And we've got oil beards, imperial English. I'll take that third one. Okay, one uh, imperial. I'll take the slave hide. All right, a slave hide. Uh, li- lizard man, my, my fine lizard man. <laughs> what, okay, do, you, do you must drink beer, or do you drink do you drink something else? What can I get for you? I guess the the hide. You want slave hide? Okay, there's two slave hides and um. This uh, princely-looking gentleman here, what would you like? I'll have a water, thank you. Oh, the, is the hide made of actual water. slave hides? We don't have any water. Uh, we don't have any water here. Sorry, my accents are all over the place. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a Texan accent. I'm going back and forth. I'm so excited. I'm going back and forth. You know, um, uh, listen, uh, we don't have no water here. Water's kind of poison, if you know what I mean, anyways. Do you, you want... Uh, you want something that tastes like water? I mean, I can get you. We can have whiskey. We got we got spirits here too. Oh, that would be fine. A, a whiskey would be fine. That so there's no water at all in any of these establishments, is what you're saying. This is a entertainment house. We don't do the water thing here. If you want water, maybe go on down to Elmer's or something like that. A, we don't we don't serve water here. Sorry, I would if I could. It's not. I'm not trying to be difficult. Just I don't have no water for you. But uh, you know, I, you look like a man who could who could drink. That's fine. Something I'll, wrong with you? I'll take the I'll take the whiskey. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we'll get you a blowhouse whiskey. All right, that's a blowhouse whiskey, two slave hides, and oil beard imperial English. All right, and uh, so Erica goes to the bar, makes the drinks super quick, and comes back up, and they serve you your your beverages. You know, you know what? We've got some mixed drinks actually. Before, and he sort of—he's supposed to give you your blowhouse whiskey. And he's like, "Maybe you want us to make you a nice mixed drink? Is that—is that more your speed?" 
Uh, we can make you a pant pisser. What's <laughs> <laughs> a pant pisser? Uh, it's a good drink. It's a good drink. And um, you look like a like an el- like elfy guy, right? Yeah, you're an elfy guy. Maybe you want to maybe you want a gurgle blaster. No, trust like this them. guy. This will be fine. Thank you. You want a gurgle blaster? All right, Eric, get him a gurgle blaster. Get that elf drink. Like most people don't like the gargle blaster, but uh, Magistrate he loves it. Elves they love it. You'll love this drink. I'm telling you, it's good. Great. You don't seem very impressed. <laughs> Do you not wish to blast your goggles <laughs> or not piss your pants? But... Yeah. All right, anyway, we'll take the whiskey what, back. Uh, get him a gargle blaster. You'll like that. We'll see what this gentleman has to say, and we'll decide how much I want my goggles blasted. Alright, so Eric comes back with a gurgle blaster. It's this blue and orange drink. Looks like almost looks like it's glowing, has ice in it, and it's bubbling. It almost looks like it's smoking from the top. There you go, there's your gargle blaster. Enjoy that, Mr. Elf. I can see your ears. Anyway, and so uh he he Celibus takes a chair and he sits down. He leans back and puts his hands up and he says, So, I'm Celibus uh Celibus Stump. And I, I'm so glad you decided to to come here. I was worried you weren't going to show up. I sent my man, Slippery Brent, to come get you guys and give you a map. And then you didn't show up. I saw you walking on the street and looked like you wanted to be left alone. But, oh, man, no one in the history of this town has ever beat them orcs in the rusty cage. And they, But you did today. And let me tell you, you made me a wealthy man today. And I am so happy. Wait, you bet on us? Well, I run the booking. Everybody lost. <laughs> the orcs never lose, so everyone always bets on the orcs. But today was my lucky day. Everyone bet on them orcs, and I didn't have to give back a single gold piece. Why did Holy you? Holy shit, it was great. Why did you think? I don't think... suppose you would be uh, interested in sharing some of that wealth with us. Well, yeah, I'm going to give you your cut of the winnings. I was just thinking about that. And he's like, uh, Eric, Eric, come here. Come here. This is my man, Eric Bushnell. He's... Uh, he does a lot of different things for me, and he's he's a good man. Just want you to be introduced. But Eric, go get them their cut. Eric leaves uh, into the back room. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you guys. Oh man, that was that was some fighting you guys did in there. I thought pro- I didn't go. I thought probably that you were gonna die, just like everyone else that goes into that that their little ring of justice they got. Imagine my shock when hey, they all they all won." Are you all one? Do they only ever use that for trials, or do they ever just have regular combat in there? No, nah, that's pretty much a court of justice, a little bit on the sacred side. It's not an official one. They keep that more in the principal city, but ever since they set up shop here, you know, they have to have their court of law, so they put it up in here. And, you know, and the townsfolk here, we kind of like betting on them, even though we know most of the time uh, it's always the same winners, but... Uh, Hey, man, uh, it paid off in the long run, <laughs> so uh, I'm not complaining. Mm. I don't get how you thought we'd win. Did you have inside info? Like, why Why us? No, I run the bookie. So, you know, people bet on the orcs, and, you know, I pay out. It's a bad payout. It's like they win 10% of their winnings or something like that because odds are, you know, in their favor. I run the booking, so if they lose the bet, they got to keep all their money. And I'm at the point, some of them guys bet like their life savings because they know the orcs always win. I made a shitload of gold. Crazy. 
Now, mind you, I'm not going to be giving you a big cut like I got because, you know, that's the way this thing works. But I'll give you some money to make you feel good about it. Eric comes back out from the back room, tosses one, two, three, four bags on the table. He's like, eh, it's roughly, you know, about 500, 600 gold pieces in there. Thank you very much for helping me. I appreciate it. So now Wait, in each bag, bag or... Um... No, there's total, total. Total, okay. Yeah, so there's uh, six bags, each have 100 gold in them. Let's go with that. Well, that's uh, that's mighty kind of you. I appreciate it. Uh, tell me, is any form of uh, trial determined in that ring, or is there some minor justice? What if somebody does, say they throw a rock through a window? Do they get sent to the arena, or is there some other form of justice that gets handed out? Uh, you got, where, where, where are you guys from? You guys are from, well, I know where you're from. You're from Dust Hill, right? That's what I heard. How Is that you, right? How do you know that? Where'd you hear that? Are you from Dust Hill? I don't trust this guy. He's not answering my damn questions. He already clearly knows. Well, listen, yes, look. I'm from look, Dust Hill. To answer your question, the principal only really cares about principal business. So, yeah, I mean, if I go and stick my knife in some guy because uh, they didn't pay me for what they owe me, principle that people ain't going to care the them, them crazy zealots and all that their concern is making sure the slave trade in this town runs fine the day-to-day stuff that's the sheriff does the so, you know. do the sheriff and the principal get along we heard there was some sort of disagreement between them. no they don't really get along just to be clear you know this place wasn't always called slave town but, uh, you know, the, the trenchered oil beard and his oily, uh, slavery concern, they shut up, set up shop here. And uh, then the principal came in the back of them, and now it's slave town. How long ago was that? Well, it was about 10 years ago. 10, 10, 12, something like that. What was life like in this town before the principal showed up? Was it... I- as you ask the question, as you ask the question, a woman uh, across the room catches your eye. She's been looking at you. Whoa, at John or at uh, Stanley? At Stanley. And you're, you're, the question sort of falls on your lips. The woman looks very familiar. Is it Talia? Should do a perception check, please. Oh, great! All right. It's a one. <laughs> <laughs> your eyeballs fall out. Um yeah, so you, you can't you can't tell from this distance, but just the, the your words slip off your tongue as, as as you look there. And you sort of trail off and Sullivan takes notice and he looks back and says You guys must have been out in the desert for a long time. Is there is there any other kind of entertainments I could arrange for you? Oh, oh and by the way, while we're on top before you answer that, I'm paying for your stay at the hotel. So, uh, if you guys want to stay, you've seen that hotel, Laddlebings? Yeah. Part, part of the deal is, while you're in town, you, we got a room set up for you guys. Wait, this is all just, you're doing this because we won? Thank you. Is this all just because we won you a bunch of gold? Is that why? That's why I'm doing it. I all treat right. my friends good. All right. Because hopefully my friends will treat me good. That's how things work in this town. And I'm hoping that we can be friends. I I've, want to be your friend. I've known you for two minutes. You're not my friend yet. Well... 
He's very can... difficult well, to win over. I've been traveling with him for a while, and uh, he's hey man, you know what? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna. You guys, you guys beat some of the Karomo Kishu's finest initiates here. I'll understand. I, I'll take your lead, Mister Nash. If, uh, if you think you don't trust me, that's fine. But I assure you, in time, we'll be friends. All right. That's fine. I appreciate yeah. the hotel. Anyway, It'll be anyway nice. so there's a hotel there. Just go talk to the proprietor uh, whenever you feel like going. It's a guy by the... Uh, it's, a, it's a halfling that runs that place, S.J. Laddlebing, and he'll get you to say, ring the bell, and he'll wake up, and he'll get your room set up for you, okay? And um, so, anyways, you got a place to crash tonight now if all else fails, but if I have some entertainments here, we have, we have, we have ways to entertain you if uh, you're looking for... Looking for companionship there, Mr. Billings. And where do these people come from? Uh, is this, they grow up here, or are we looking at slaves acquired in the desert? What do you mean, these people? Which people, which people you mean? The entertainment you're alluding to. Well, I own them. This is my business. They're my assets i guess you could say i mean they're here to entertain don't worry too much about all that stuff but he's uh, a slaver yeah they're mine he's a slaver so in general you would say the principal has been pretty kind to you by having slavery become a big thing in this town well i like to consider the principal a friend i'm good to my friends and they're good to me well uh, you know i might have a look around once we're done uh, conducting business here. All right, all right, that sounds good. Uh, uh, hey, 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 come over here, come over here, come over here. And she, he he beckons forth for the woman you were looking at to come over here, and she she makes her way up, and as she comes into view, you can see it is indeed Talia. She's dressed up very nice, and and Sullivan's like, come here, come here, sit down, sit down, sit down on my lap. And Sullivan sort of pushes his chair out and puts his leg out. And, she very awkward. She's staring completely at John with a look of nervousness on her face. And she sits down on his lap. Says, this here is Talia. And she's, uh, she just started working for me. Wow, what is it? Two days now? And she's not really available quite yet. But, you know, in your case, I could make an exception. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm something about this one that is just absolutely caught my eye so if you would extend me that courtesy i would take it as a personal favor friend to friend all right then i guess we can be friends now what about you and the celibus sort of looks over at you hope says can i arrange for any entertainments for you tonight uh what kind of men do you have well, we don't really have men here. Most of my clientele are men, and they're uh, looking for women. But I might know, I might know someone. Might know someone. I might know someone that uh, I think, might want to spend. Uh, I think he's talking about himself. Hope I say that. that was like that. <laughs> it's awkward because <laughs> I, I'm trying not to make in. Kyle mad, but also roleplay the character. <laughs> well, I don't get it. It's hope. It's hope. <laughs> I know. There's another the room there. There's the... <laughs> <laughs> I feel. Yeah. All right. He's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm just saying. Perhaps maybe there's a way we can find you some entertainments there. Don't get. Uh, don't get to see too many tieflings in town. No, in fact, we don't. Do we? 
Might be the first in a decade, if I'm mm. being completely honest. I'll just take a drink and give a wink. It's a confirmation. Mm. Whoa. And what about you there? you uh, The gentleman in the hood over there. All right, look. I stand <laughs> up. I stand up. Here's what happens. I stand up. Nash stands up. And I take a stance of kind of, kind of, hold on. I take a stance of kind of not really spread eagle, but I kind of, you know, my feet are apart. And I say to you, I say, all right, Celibus, is that your name? Celibus. Celibus. My name's Celibus. Kick me in the crotch as hard as you can. I'm not going to kick you. Man, did that drink already go to your head? I'm serious. I'm serious. Unless you want more trouble, you'll do what I ask. Kick me as hard as you can right here. And I point at my my crotch. All right. All right. If you insist, he gets up. He's kind of amused by this idea. Talia gets up and he brushes himself off and he gives you a kick. All right. Right in the crotch. And I go... That didn't hurt at all. Do you know why that didn't hurt? Yeah, I must say, it's a bit strange that, uh, you know, you're not really, uh, you don't look like you're you're in any kind of pain. It's because I don't have a wiener. I don't need your stupid entertainments. I'm going to go find my own fun in this town. All so right, go all ahead. right, all right, relax. I, you don't, I, I'm sorry if I made you feel bad. I didn't mean, I didn't know. I'm sorry that you don't meet one of your kind every day. All right, but what do you like? You want you know, people uh, maybe when they don't like sex so much, they like to play the games. You like to play games? Depends on the game. What game? We got roulette. We got craps table. We got dragon chess. We got uh, three card ante. We got uh, poker. I mean, what kind of games you like playing? Five card game going for you. Five card stud. All right. You like playing five-card stud? I do, and the stud is not a euphemism for my problem. I'm just saying I like five-card stud. <laughs> of course not. So maybe while your friends are having fun, you can stay here and enjoy some other different kind of entertainments. We got something for everyone here. Don't be, don't, 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 don't worry. I, Uncle Celibus got you, you know, you know what I'm saying? It sounds like your name is Celibate, but yes, I'll play poker. It's fine. It's Look, fine. my good friends call me Vussy. You can call me Celibus, or you can call me Vussy. Mm. I'll call you what I want, and I take it's my staff. I take my staff leaning on the table. <laughs> I take it back into my hands, and I take my chair again, and I sit down, and I just stare ahead at whoever's across from me. What about you, Lizard Man? I'm afraid I don't know if I have anything that you would find entertaining. <laughs> Gwent. Sorry, I just checked the chat. They said I should be playing Gwent. <laughs> <laughs> No, I do not desire to sire any children this night. <laughs> uh, well, uh, perhaps you play a game with your friend Nash. How's your beer? It's foreign. It's foreign. I guess everything's foreign to someone, right? Most things are foreign to me. Hmm. Well, anyways, uh, you know... Uh... I mean, okay. I'm going to be honest with you. You're a strange cat. Slippery told me you guys like to talk about names a lot, but he's a little crazy. But Well, and to be fair, his name is Slippery. Hmm, hmm. Now, it looks like you two know each other. Am I reading you guys right? Who? 
all four of us have been traveling together for some time. I'm talking about Talia. Uh, Talia, you run along now. I'm going to talk with Stanley for a minute here. And Talia sort of looks awkwardly and just sort of goes away. Like, I got the sense while I was doing things. See, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an intelligent, I'm a smart man. You can't be in business around here without being smart and quick on your feet. I can kind of tell you guys knew each other. And you weren't telling your friend, Celibus. Is it true? You guys know each other? I don't know what you're talking about. She reminds me of somebody I met in Dust Hill. Somebody I honestly was quite drawn to. And that allure made her catch my eye. That's a deception roll, sir. I'm reading your face, right? I'm I rolled a, a 19 plus 8, so it was good. Nice. You look so he says, all right, all right, my bad. I just looked, You, I mean, look, she's new, and she never done this kind of thing before yet. And usually when I get a new girl on, I give them a few weeks, you know, to get accustomed to the idea. You can't, uh, what do they say, you can't... Um, something about honey you know how getting things done with honey's better than not that, that kind of expression so you know you take your time and <laughs> you catch more flies with honey that's the there. that's the saying <laughs> thank you nash thank you i appreciate that i'm gonna remember that good deed you holy shit honey right. so you know so she, now you guys made me a lot of money and i want to do everything i can to make you happy so we can do this thing but i'm just letting you know you might have a bit of a hard time. That's all I'm saying. And uh, my apologies. I thought maybe you guys knew each other, just the way you were looking at each other. But what you say makes sense. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so uh, why don't I catch you guys in a little bit? You guys can go enjoy your entertainments. And if you need anything, just come see Uncle Celibus. Sounds good. And, and thank you again for your your generosity this evening. Thank you for making me even more money today than I had yesterday. I love it. He gets up and he picks up his timepiece from his from his uh, coat pocket and puts it back in and walks to his back office. Opens the door and closes it. All right, you guys are in the bar. The, the piano's going. <laughs> this piano player. I am immensely confused. <laughs> By the piano or the guide over there? <laughs> the honorable thievery. This amount of gold is is large, yes. Yeah. It's significant. Yes. From what I could understand, he had no reason to share this wealth with us. Well, he's trying to buy loyalty. He's trying to get us to work for him but he, what his true intentions are remains to be seen he offered no job or any other follow up he, have we concluded our business I can guarantee you we will be hearing from him again I see it's much like I said about this town in general Varel you present something that's enticing and promising. You wait until someone drops their guard once they've come in close enough. 
Right now, we're not close enough. But we're getting there. Hmm. Bait then. Yes. This is bait. I... Concerned if we break for distraction, I will not be able to follow you. Both of your uh, rewards seemed private, and I don't see how we could maintain our group cohesion during your activity. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, no. no. <laughs> Did he? Wait, he said he only got us one room at the uh, hotel, or do we all have rooms at the hotel? He wasn't He wasn't clear. Oh, so we well, don't know if we're all in one room? <laughs> that, that, that sucks. That could make things potentially awkward. It's just sleepovers. If they've well, got two kings. Now, to be clear, there are entertainment, <laughs> he didn't, there are entertainment rooms in the Bucks In this place, yeah. Oh. Well, I'm glad I'm just playing poker. You guys gonna go play your own version of poker up there? <laughs> Best form. <laughs> well, I will. Uh, I will stand. I will wait you for you at the hotel. Then, while you enjoy your pleasantries, I feel we may need to watch our backs overnight, and do not wish to leave you alone. I think that would be very smart. I will be over there as soon as I am able. I'm staying here and playing cards. Raise my drink. All right. I, I'm gonna go get Talia. I'm deck. Okay. I got a deck. Are you out. doing the Talia thing privately, or are you bringing the? I will. With you? I would be taking her someplace private. Okay. Uh, uh, so you approach Talia, and and and. She's sort of sitting at the bar waiting, waiting for you to come talk to her. Uh, so you approach her, and she says, Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I can't believe you're here. Uh, How did you find me? Talia, was it? I believe he said your name was? It's me. It's me. I mean, maybe you can't recognize me. I got all this stuff on me. It's me from Dustdale. It's Talia. All right, my son, well, Brisbane? My name How is my son? Billings. Do you know where my son is? It's, it's a Pleasure to meet you, Talia. Okay, okay, Is there okay. someplace private we could uh, we could go to conduct business? She looks around, and says, "Okay, follow me." And she grabs your hand and whisks you off into the into. There's a door towards the back wall, and it opens up into this room. And uh, there you see this desk, and you see uh, several chairs, and it's an ornate room. There's doilies on the tables and some candles, and you see an orc, a large orc, in a dress sitting by the front door. Okay. And she looks at both of you. Can I help you? Good evening, madam. Uh my name is Stanley Billings. Uh ah, from from the from the uh, the trial earlier this morning. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we were just uh, talking to your boss, and he was extending some hospitality towards us, and I was... Of course, of course, of course. I'm Madam Wildtongue. Please, up up the stairs, uh, and Talia will show you to your room. Right, Talia? You know what you're, you're, you're supposed to do? Talia says, <laughs> very well, then. Enjoy your, enjoy your evening. Mr. Billings. Thank you. And Goodbye. so you, she takes you, whisks you up the stairs, down to the end of the hall, and you hear as you walk by, you hear, ah, 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 
Another room. You walk towards the end of the hall into what appears to be Talia's room, and she opens a door, you know, bides you in, and then <laughs> slams the door shut. You still hear the faint, like, echoing throughout the wooden building. Um, she says, oh, thank God you found me. Thank God you found me. And it gives you this big hug. Yeah. He squeezes, squeezes you. Says, Wait, where is he? Where's my son? Talia. Talia. It's all right. I'm going to do a quick perception check just to see if I can see if anything is off about the room that would give me the hint that maybe somebody is listening in or sure. is watching or observing. <clears throat> That's going to be uh, 20, not natural. Okay, so you take a quick perusal of the room. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a bed there. There's, again, nice table, doily. There's sort of these, like, weird things on, on top of a dresser. You're not quite sure what they are. And a mirror as the backboard. There's a painting on one of the walls. And it's like a, of a, of a regal man with a wig on it but as you, you notice in, in the painting that the, the eye is cut out of the painting Ugh. that means somebody's looking like, dude well there's this black black hole where the eye should be it's very small but you notice that there's something amiss about this painting I'm gonna unfasten my cape and hang it over the painting okay it's done love it love it he says, why won't you talk to me? Why won't you talk to me? Talia, we are going to have to be a bit careful on this. Now, I want you to keep your voice low. Okay. Bruce Bain is fine. We left mm. him in the care of the rental oils while we went out to look for the people who were taken. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. I'm so glad. I didn't... They took us. They took us, Stanley. I was I was running with my son, and next thing I know, the back of my hair, they grabbed it, and then they threw me into a bag. And I was in that bag for weeks. I didn't think anyone would come. <laughs> she starts to let out tears, and, and it's just, just crying just beside herself. I'm so glad you're here. Now but we, you can't... We are, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you go, you go. <laughs> We are going to do everything we can to get all the people who were taken from Dust Hill out of here. Um, but uh, it seems some of them have already been acquired. What happened when they brought you in? What was the process? I was, I was, I was brought in, and, and we were thrown into this room, this like large cement brick room. And then some men came in and picked. One of them was, you know, Mr. Stamp, uh, Mr. Stump. And 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 he picked me out, and the next thing you know, I'm here. And and well, you know what they're gonna do with me here, but I felt like I have have, have no choice because they, they they know where Dust Hill is. And he said, if I don't do as as he asks, they're gonna send people to Dust Hill to kill them all. So so what what choice do I have? I don't want my son to die, but he said that if if I if I if I do right by him, he'd be my friend, and he'd go get Bruce Bane for me. But I didn't know to trust him or not. But what else am I gonna do? <laughs> just I just I'm stuck. I have to do I have to do what he asks, and just hope he's gonna bring Bruce Bane. But but now that you're here, how are you gonna defeat a whole army? There's there's, there's so many. They have so many men. They have so many men. Dust Hill's nothing compared to this place. 
Well, that's what we're in the process of trying to figure out. We're doing everything that we can. I know it seems hopeless, but we're going to make sure that you're taken care of, that all the people from Dust Hill are taken care of. And for now, just take comfort in the fact that Bruce Bane is being taken care of back at Dust Hill. It does, it does warm my heart. I, I'm, so, I'm just so happy he's okay. He's okay for now. And, and, and I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if you should attack them, Stanley. I don't want my son, and I don't want to die. It's gotta, maybe we could just escape. Can you get me out now? Can we just... Uh, we can't go back to Dust Hill. Maybe we go get Bruce Bane, and then we go run somewhere else. Anywhere, but any of these two places. And just, just go. And just go. It's very tempting to want to just turn and run away from it all, but Dust Hill needs to be protected. Everybody in Dust Hill should be protected. We're going to have to find a a larger solution, something that helps everybody. What do you want me to do? Well, I'm still trying to figure that out a bit myself, to be honest. I was... A good deal surprised to find you here. And we're in the middle of formulating a plan. It's in the malleable stage at the moment, but we're working on it. Uh, do you have any idea? We're trying to find a way to get the people from Dust Hill. Do you have any idea what they pay for slaves in this town? I don't. I, I don't. I don't. It's they have a lot of money here. I know that they, they, the, the tables—they're betting like hundreds of gold pieces, more more gold than I've ever seen in my life. I don't—I don't understand this place. It's—it's—it's it's, it's terrible, but it's also—I mean, I've never eaten better in my life. I mean, there's some good in that, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's not worth it, Talia. You got to be free to, even if it's struggle to live, at least no, be I... free to struggle. Yeah, yeah, you're this right. Is you're a right. Choice. Bruce you're right. Bane doesn't need to be here for this. You're right. You're right. Maybe he's better off though. If if I stay here and and he's okay, that's that's all I really really need, just to make sure he's okay. Promise me he's going to be okay. I will do Promise everything me. in my power to make sure that he is taken care of. But I've already made a promise. I made a promise to him. That I would do everything I could to get you home. And I'm going to keep that promise as well. So in the meantime. We're going to need to find a way to. At least get you out of here for now. How long typically is a session so to speak? I don't know. They haven't haven't made me. Syllabus hasn't made me do anything. I, I, I I don't know. They've just said. To just be here and look pretty and, and get used to the idea of being in this place. And I, I don't know. A session? Is it the sessions that they do it? I don't know much. They don't tell me much. I'm sorry, Stanley. It's fine. I have a bit of a odd idea. I need you to scratch my face. <laughs> Badly. Like, like. Scratch it, and she starts scratching it gently. No, she takes her no, hands to her face, and tell you. she Deep, starts like a, like like caressing. It's like more of a caress with the nails on it, and like a cut, Talia. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to. See, I don't want to cut you. We need to get you out of here. 
I have a plan. You need to trust me. And then there's a, there's a quiet moment as you say all this, and she brings her her lips to yours and kisses you. I can only picture Bo doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I'm, I'm not miming it because you don't need the help. <laughs> Thanks, Nash. Keep playing your cards. <laughs> <laughs> she kisses you. The kisses the kiss lasts. Uh, it's long. It's sweet, and you know, with your mouth closed, um, but your lips part slightly. And there's just a sweetness and a length to it that is, uh, to the duration that that is just fills you with passion. Hell yeah! I would be lying if I said I wasn't interested in this. But it's not a solution. It's temporary happiness i need to get you out of here so that you're not here day after day after day i need you to trust me on this plan i do trust you i trust you stanley just tell me what you want me to do i need you to rake across my face deep enough to draw blood and in complete silence she 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 brings out her hand, she puts her nails on your face and just holds it there for a good minute. You guys are staring into one another's eyes. There's sort of this unspoken communication happening between the both of you. And as you get lost and forget what it was she was about to do, she rakes her fingers down your face and it's just... <laughs> 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 Way to break the mood! <laughs> you take two points of damage. How many? Two. Two. Okay. That rakes mail. across your rakes across your face, and there's these cuts. All right, well done. Now, play along. If you have doubts, just stay quiet and be as mean. Understand that this is just to just to help you get out of here. And with that, I'm gonna grab my cloak and just get off the table and go, damn it, you vile woman, and grab her by the wrist and yank her out the door. Where's Mr. Stump? I need to... I'm going to go stomping downstairs. I'm okay. pulling Talia along with me. Go to the stairs, and then you see you see, Madam Wildtongue has gotten up, and she's... What's the, what is the meaning of this? Well, I gotta tell you, Mr. Stump told me that maybe this one wasn't quite as ready to go as some of the other merchandise, and I want to find out what it's going to take to get a whole night to break this mare of Philly in. <laughs> I know I know horses. I know Wait, everything so you, about horses. She, she, so you think she wouldn't put out, right? That's what you're... Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so, um, uh, Madame Wildtongue looks to, to Tally and says and looks to you and then looks back to you and says I'm sorry she is new surely Celibus warned you it might be a little difficult but uh, Talia come here come here Talia I'm gonna just keep holding on to a wrist oh don't misunderstand me my interest remains piqued but I'm gonna need more than just a just an hour or two with this one. This one I'm going to need for the entire evening. And I will make sure that she's in a good state when I bring her back. 
Well, it, you could you could spend as much time as you wanted with her already. I don't I don't see how that unless you want me to. This would have been to, a good rule to know before. <laughs> Uh, what I can do is I can hit her a few times. That usually breaks them. And she takes, she rolls up her dress sleeve and there's this giant orc muscle arms. There's and no keep need. Keep in mind, like, and she's like, and like, <laughs> Madam Wildtongue is like, just this giant orc in a dress. And she's like, come here, Talia. I, I'll soften her up for you. Oh, there's no need. I'm going to enjoy doing it much more myself. Well, then what can I do for you? I would like to take her back to the room we're staying at. I'm afraid not for a new one. We're still breaking her in. Anything is possible. How much is this going to cost? I don't make those decisions here. You'll talk to Celibus. My job is to make sure that our property is kept in good condition and where it needs to be, which is here for a new one. If I have... I have one that I can find for you that I trust that I can send to your room if you like. No, this is the one I want. Bring Celibus. He said he wanted to make sure I was happy, and I'm unhappy right now. Very well. And Lady Madam Wildtongue walks out to the main bar, and you hear, Celibus, get back here. And the bar here, the door opens, and you see Nash and Hope. They're playing cards and drinking beer. And I don't know if you guys want to have a little do a thing is Na- is hope still with me I well thought- i just i mean for the scene so he opens the door what what is what is stanley seeing with you two see like just your, cards the, the just throwing seconds. down cards going ah that uh, st- uh old maid i say old maid <laughs> old maid <laughs> uh, I, i'm no good at cards but i'm gonna be honest all right, so you you spot you spot uh, uh, Hope and, and Nash playing cards, having a good time, and then you see Syllabus. Um, he co- see, it comes from that area as well. And he says, "Mr. Billings, Mr. Billings, what, uh, surely there's a problem here we can resolve quite easily. What's uh, she giving you a hard time? I warned you. You did, and uh, don't mistake my face and demeanor for thinking I'm." regretting my decision, but this one in particular has sparked my interest. And I'm uh-huh. being told that I cannot bring her back to the room that you uh, you are sharing with us. Now, she's a bit feistier than I expected, and I would like the evening in the comfort of my own place without holes in the painting to uh, to deal with that feisty spirit she had. You're right. Look, I know we're friends, and friends help one another. So take it from a friend and say, in my experience, new one like this, leaving the premises, they're going to run away, and I can't have that. So as much as I want to make you satisfied because you've done a good thing for me today, she can't leave this room. Not until we've made sure she's broken in. Surely that can be taken care of. I'll make sure she doesn't run away. And if she does, what's the cost? Persuasion. By the way, can I ask while you do that? Are you, are you guys within earshot of me and Hope? No, they're hear? in the back room. But so we, you 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 saw him. You saw Celibus rush into the back room. Okay, so we, glimpse. So we kind of know something's Stanley up. Stanley back there. Okay. You know he's talking to the the tally. Okay. Uh, twenty five. <clears throat> you want to give me money to rent her out 
even though she's a gift, my gift to you. I can give you any one of my other girls to send over there. Doesn't have to be this one. If that's what it takes, I want. I see it more as a deposit in case she runs away. You're concerned she's going to flee. I'm giving you my assurance she won't. And if she were to, what would that put you out? How much did she cost to begin with? Slaves around here, you know, the good ones run at least 20,000 gold, sometimes higher. You got that kind of money on? I mean, I've just given you 500 gold, but that ain't going to cover a deposit. Well, it was more like 600 gold, but... Uh, I will make sure that she is returned to you. It won't be a problem. I can't do it, my friend. I'm sorry. She stays here. Them is the rules, and those rules are hard-earned after decades of running this place. She's a runner. She's gonna run on me, aren't you, Talia? I know you are. I don't think... I you, you can take any one of my other girls, but not the ones I gotta break in. That I, I We haven't earned that trust yet. I'm sorry. Well, I think this is a very poor way to attempt to go and do it. You sit me down. You say you want to be my friend. You present this big manner of hospitality, this big show. And the moment I tell you that I would like you to truly put the mo- your money where your mouth is, money which we earned you, by the way, all of a sudden... I'm not to be trusted. All of a sudden, I'm not to be believed. All of a sudden, I'm not good enough for your establishment. And here I thought we were just beginning to be friends. Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Stump. I am the gatekeeper to the four people that just made you a small fortune on betting. Do you think the lizard or the tiefling or that crusty scab of a man, Nash, is going to do anything to help you? I'm the one you want to make a deal with. I'm the one you want to assist. And I'm certainly the one you don't want to cross. Now, let's bury the hatchet and be friends. And as I speak for the minute that I spoke, I am going to use my enthralling performance on him. Okay, so enthralling performance requires what? Uh, that I have performed, in this case, my speech for at least one minute. I can attempt to inspire wonder in your audience uh, if they have to succeed a wisdom saving throw against my spell save DC or they will be charmed by me where they will idolize me, speak glowing of me to anyone, and will uh, try to avoid opposing me. Okay. And we said it's singing, poem, or dancing, but we said in this case your performance can just be you speaking. Yeah, because that's clearly performing or rating. Yeah, because that's I don't perform. Like I'm not a singing bard. Mm, okay. Each target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw against your what's your spell save DC? Uh fourteen for wisdom. Or wait. Yeah. That's right, right? Because if it's a wisdom throw, it'd be the same thing as any of my other spells that have wisdom. It's just whatever your yeah, yeah, whatever your TC is. So it looks like it's 14. Okay. So Syllabus pauses for a moment and considers your words. And all right. 
All right, you've made your case. You are, after all, smart man, able to beat those Karomu Kishi initiates, which I quite admire. I wish I could do those things. Tell you what, you go ahead. I'm sorry for all the, the difficulty, Madam Wild Tongue. This is fine. But, you know, if uh, you're going to owe me some money, quite a lot of it, if she disappears, it's all on you. All right. That's understandable. And I apologize for getting. No apology it. necessary. No apology necessary. You are a great one. I'm sorry for, for for all the inconvenience. You go ahead on and take her. All right. In fact, we'll get Eric here. Uh, go ask Eric. He'll pack up some, some beer for you to bring back to the bar for you as well. You're too kind. Hmm. I know. I know. I'm far too kind. But for you, Anathan. How long does this last? An hour. (laughs) And they don't know that it was done. Right. Uh, Well, it says, yeah, it's not like friends or something like that. Yeah, it's it's different from friends, yeah. Does it say this effect ends? Hinders anyone? Uh, Has no hint that you tried to charm it. That's if it succeeds on its saving throw. Oh, well, he might be aware of it tomorrow, then. Uh, or in an hour. Usually, once these things wear off, they're aware that magic was used on them. But this one doesn't actually say. Yeah, it only says that it doesn't know on a fail, but it doesn't say anything about succeed. At the end, choose a number of humanoids within 60 feet. You watched. Each target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw against your spell save. DC will be charmed. Does charmed say? Is the charm status for Okay, well that's fine. Uh, it doesn't say, so we're, I'll have to make a ruling, if if and when. <laughs> In an hour, we'll see what happens. That's right. Anyway, go go ahead and take her. All right, but like I said, you're gonna owe me some money, but I know you you're good for it, right? Of course. Yeah, I know you are. All right, so he goes back. Uh, Madam Wildtongue goes back to sit down uh, on her chair, and uh, Celibus enters back into the bar. Just you and Talia now in the pleasure house foyer. All right, I'm going to uh, escort her back to the hotel. Okay, so you enter into the bar proper, and you see Nash and Hope playing cards. I just give him a little nod. I don't know if they're on the same page. Did they ever meet Talia? No. Yeah, they they at the tent. No, the like, sun. Oh yeah, you're gonna sun. bone. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, we know her. Yeah. So they I know just her, give them is. a little little nod, and then I walk out the door. Okay. All right. So uh, Nash and Hope, you guys have been drinking, playing cards, feeling good. Yeah. Um, I'll see them leave, and then I'll get up and head to Stump's room, whatever door he walked into. Hmm. Like knock. Oh, you're going to the back office. Okay. Yeah. So he goes in, he goes around to the back office, knock on the door. He says, Oh, just one minute. And he opens the door and then he smiles and he says, Ah, hope. Come on in. Come on in. No, I'll enter. Is Nash going with you or are you doing by yourself? <laughs> I'm just focused on cards unless someone tells me they need me. All right. <laughs> For real, what are you up to? I went to the hotel, but. Oh, good. <laughs> Excellent. 
Um, all right. So hope you you enter in uh, to this, uh, this office and you see there's like a desk and like a sort of bed in the corner. It's like he lives here as well as it's sort of an office, right? Yeah. Please, please sit down, sit down. And he has like a chair there. Cool. I'll take a seat. So how does a tiefling end up here? Well, you know, I'm I'm not really I'm not really from here. I'm from a different place. And there's there's people like us where I'm from. There's all kinds of people, really. Yeah, there are people like me where I'm from as well. Well, where are you from? You're not from the city, are you? No, oh, heavens no. Wanderer is been 10 years now, I think. Hmm. And there's there's more of you, or are they still... You, know, you still know your family? Uh, where are they? Oh, they're long dead. What about yours? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, my, I was, I was raised an orphan actually, so I don't actually have a family, but I got people who raised me and they're in principal city. That's where I'm from. The big city. Oh, the big city. So you grew up in the big city. Grew up in the big city where the principal reigns. It's a glorious, beautiful place. You should come. But what? what's it like? Uh, well, there's, there's these large mountainous uh, spires that raise up and that people live on up top close to the sky it's a beautiful thing and of course there's the rabble below uh, and there's different floors between it it is a marvel it's, it's it's beyond description really but there's so many people there it's crazy so so but, lots so lots of tieflings there too there's there's a whole whole like section of town there's nothing but tieflings they're great Chieflings are great. <laughs> <laughs> we are, but you know, I mean, it still is not a ton of them compared to all the filthy humans around. But uh, there's lots there. Yeah, they're all quite a bit of human. Can I get you something time. to drink? Oh, I'd love something. And he sort of opens up this cupboard in the back, and he starts making this drink and putting ice into the drink. Looks like whiskey. So he gives you one and takes one for himself. He's like to make a new friends, and he. Thanks your glass and drinks it up. Down it goes. I came out here because I had enough of the city and I needed to make a name for myself and some money. And this was the place to do it. So, so did you end up, did you plan to go into this line of work and how did it happen? Well, I always, this was always kind of my speciality, running entertainments for people. Always something I've been a part of ever since I was a kid helping out, you know, in the whorehouse where I was. And uh, it's just, just, it's just what I know. It's in my blood. So I came, I came over here and I built a nice establishment in a new place where it matters. And I'm proud of what I've done here. Very made, proud. Made, made a lot of friends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except well, that crazy. damn jeweler. The jeweler. What about the jeweler? Yeah. Well, uh, he's the guy that runs the Sapphire. I, I think guy. I saw him earlier. The 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 human. Yeah, where's that disgusting jacket? It's got that stupid mustache. Yes. So, are you guys just not friends? Did something happen? Ever since I got here, he's been trying to mess me up. Every time I think something's about to go right, it goes wrong, and I can't prove it, but I know he's behind it. That, you know, you that's just part of the trade. Everywhere you go, there's going to be antagonists, right? Can't do anything in this world without fighting for it. 
Oh, no, that's probably the one truth in this world. But tell me about yourself. I'm just going on about me. Why don't you tell me? Tell me more. (laughs) What do do you like to do? What are your interests? Uh, Well, I like fixing cars. I've loved that ever Mm. since I was little. And then when the family died, I just took off into the desert. And that was that. And I've been. How did they die? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, well, like most, there, there was a raid, and they didn't make it. Was it was it uh, the Toyota host? Was it them? I, I, it was so long ago, I couldn't even tell you. I, uh, I was away at the time, and I came back, and it was gone. Well, it's a savage world we live in. Nothing lasts long. Nothing's permanent. People die all the time. So the best that I got is to keep those dangerous people as close as possible. You keep your enemies closer than your friends, right? Yes. Isn't that true? Yeah. How about these people you're with? How'd you come to know them? It's a, oh. an odd bunch. <laughs> an odd bunch. Aren't we all odd, though? I think I'm normal, especially not in a town like this. But we did, you know, we met up in Dust Hill. Hmm, hmm. You guys haven't wouldn't happen to be looking for any work, would you? Oh, I already found some. Well, what'd you find? I'm at the garage tomorrow morning. At Randall's garage? Yeah. Well, he's a good enough sort of folk, I guess, but he can't be paying you that much. Oh, it's good enough for me. I don't need much. Just need a garage and a car to work well, on. Well, let me tell you, I've been getting to some thinking. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we, I have something a little more lucrative for you. Now I know that you folk come from Dust Hill and that you folk aren't the only slaves that come from Dust Hill. And, uh, you know, I can put two and two together, right? So I've got friends talk and I know that you came after your friends from Dust Hill to rescue them. We did. Isn't that right? I mean, that's right. You can don't lie to me. I know. And uh, maybe you'd like to see them freed, but that's really expensive. And I can tell the way your eyeballs grew three sizes too wide when you saw the the gold on the table. You don't got the kind of money to buy slaves. So maybe maybe working for me is the wrong way of putting it. But maybe I was thinking we could make some kind of arrangement. A secret arrangement. Are you interested in hearing more? What did you have in mind? Well, I told you about that fella across the street at Sapphire. Now, I need to get him out of the way. He, I, I can't prove it. And even Oilbeard and the slavers, they can't prove it. But he keeps messing up people's business. Now, if not just could, yours, someone else. We can't just go walking in there, guns a-blazing, and take him out. Although, I'd like to. We, what we'd like to do is discredit him, humiliate him, put him in that rusty cage. Have him killed. It's got to be done discreetly. But the problem is, everyone in town, you know, they work for somebody, and everyone knows who they're working for. But you guys are, you guys are very able, but also new in town. And maybe you can help me with this problem. You can, you can give me some kind of a, uh, 
some kind of an assistance here. See, what's happened in the past week is Allbeard, he's got 13 sons. And one of Allbeard's sons got killed. And, you know, people get killed from time to time, but the circumstances were suspicious. He had a deed to a new mining concern up by the black mine called the Chopper Mine. So he was killed, and the deed to the Chopper Mine has gone missing. The next day, a woman by the name of Catherine Speckles shows up to the land claims office and gets that deed notarized. Now, we can't find that deed, which rightly belongs to the oil beard, who is a friend of mine. And we can't find Catherine Speckles. And I'd be willing to bet you solid gold. I'd bet you the lives of all the slaves that you'd like to see freed that the jeweler's behind it. So, if you go get me some evidence that the jeweler is behind the murder... I'll free all those slaves for you for money out of my own pocket. What if it's not him? What What if? Oh, it's him. We find evidence, and it's someone else. Does that still stand? Yeah, yeah, it stands. But this is the best shot I got. But yeah, if you have some other way of... I mean, if you can kill the bastard, maybe do that too. <laughs> I'd prefer it, though, if he were properly tried in the court of law such as it is with, you know, the Karama Kishi. But still, if you can get that evidence and we can incriminate the jeweler, then I'll get you all your slaves free and you can go on back to Dust Hill and I'll, you have my assurances, I'll tell my friends, friends of the principals, friends of the Oil Beer Slavers Company, to leave Dust Hill alone. Maybe we can annex it as part of the principal's lands, and that way it'd be safe from any more attacks. That would be worth its weight in gold to me for for those people from Dust Hill that you won't save. I will try to find out who did it. I can't promise you it will be the jeweler, but if I find out and I give you evidence of who did it, annexation in the freed slaves... I don't care. I just need the jeweler out of my hair and I need to make sure that doesn't fall back on me or the oil beards or the principal. We got a deal? You got more whiskey. <laughs> he turns around and he, he opens it up and pours out some whiskey and offers to toast again. We'll toast. He said, now, I know, I know you were staying, you know, said we got a room over it. Laddlebings or whatever, but if you want to want to stay here tonight, I, I certainly wouldn't mind the company. He sort of smiles with his gold teeth and winks at you. I'll smile back. Hmm. So, are you staying there? Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. been trying so hard since, since episode Tally, one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Talk, uh, All right, so Nash, uh, so Nash, you're, you got left alone playing cards. <laughs> <laughs> Hope doesn't appear to be coming back at all. Yeah. Um, unless, yeah, so you're just sort of there. It's down to the wee hours of the morning. It's two or three o'clock. Drunk people 
You're at the table playing cards with the drunk guy, and the guy across from you is like, You're one ugly looking some bitch. I'll tell you that. You're ugly. Oh my god. Tell me something I don't know. I think you've been. I think. I think you're pretty good at this game, though. Well, you thanks. You can't offend me. Like you this. can call me anything you want, but I'm going to take your money either way. I'm good at this game. <laughs> Yeah, um, so uh, you've been winning. Let me just roll some dice here. You've been doing well. You're up uh, 100 gold on your own. Sweet. You've doubled, your, you've doubled the 100. I don't know how much you have in your inventory. What's, what's your gold at? I think I should have 200 now because I think the first 100 was from what's his name? Oh, you have 13, so you've you've six times your gold so far. You've been doing real well playing. You're playing poker, right? Yeah. Old mate. We're done with old mate. That was kind of a, <laughs> that was me freaking out. But yeah, we're playing. Like, there's a guy on your right with a mustache, and he's like, "Oh, I lost so much money tonight. It's not good." And there's another, more colder looking sort of guy. Also, doesn't seem happy about having lost a bunch of money. The dealer's there, and he's like, "All right, it's the last hand, and and we're done." You get Delta, you get Delta Jack and an Ace, Diamonds and Spades. All right. Uh, you, got, you got a jack of diamonds, ace of spades. The ace of spades. So wait. The ace so, of spades. <laughs> so wait, I've got that. Those are the two cards. That's the only two cards I have? Or you mean that's the... Yeah, you guys are playing two card, no limit right now. Oh, okay. That's the game. The games change up over time. All right. That's fine. Uh, do I notice that these guys have all... I mean, they're all gone, right? I'm just there. Yeah, there's two other guys at the table. They, they're still dealt in. The guy to your right, he like, he's the big blind. So you're first to act. I don't remember poker rules very well. Um, <laughs> I, I decide to hold, not hold. What do you call it when you're gonna wait for the next? You, you, you gotta, you gotta call. I'm calling. That's what ace. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna call. All right, you call the bet with your ace jack off suit. Guy to your left, he also calls the bet. And the dealer uh, passes to the big blind, and the big blind he he calls the bet too. So there's three people in the hand, and there's an ace of hearts dealt on the flop. Jacka, <laughs> jack of hearts, and the three of clubs. Okay, so that the gives guy me your rights first to act, and he he taps the table and he checks. Uh, my turn, right? Yeah. I throw down. Um, <clears throat> I throw down ten gold. Okay. The guy to your left flips up his cards, tosses them back in, says, "I fold." He collects his money and he gets up and leaves. And the dealer passes it to the the guy who initially checked. And I see your gold and I raise you. 50 more. Everything I got. 50 gold. There, I got this hand. You better back off, you boardy looking man. You ain't, go, you ain't winning this one. I've got this one locked down. All right. I sit at him. I sit and stare at him really hard and long. My right eye starts to burn, which is what happens when I get frustrated. And I meet his amount i throw the gold out there and i call all right you call the bet dealer taps the table and draws another card 
and you see um, is a ten of hearts. So it's an ace of hearts, jack of hearts, three of clubs, ten of hearts. I should be writing this down. And now the guy to your right says, oh, I got you now. I got you now. Oh, I bet everything. I'm all in. And he flips his cards over, and he's got two. He's got uh, queen of hearts and a nine of hearts. You see he's got a flush, and you flip your cards over, and you've got two pair. Ace jack, and he's got your beat. All right, I kick my chair out from underneath me, and I Wait, stand there's up. One, there's, oh. one, there's one more card. Okay. <laughs> so the dealer taps the table, flips up the next card, and the ace of clubs comes up, and you get a full house, Ooh. and you're the winner. <laughs> and the, the guy on the right is like, shit, get cheated. You're in cahoots. I know you are. I know you are. He's warty man. He's a witch. <laughs> the hell <laughs> I cheated. I don't you're cheat. Witch. Give me this the money. The dealer pushes all the gold towards you, and you have about like 300 gold sort of piled in front of you. That man took my money. He took my money. He took my money. And he gets up. The drunk guy starts walking towards the door, and he's just mumbling to himself. The dealer gets up and says, thanks for playing, takes his own rake and puts it in his pouch and walks off. Eventually, the bar empties out, and it's just you sitting in the bar. And Eric, the guy named Eric, he's at the bar cleaning glasses. Yeah. What am I doing while I'm alone? Am I just sitting there? What are you doing while I'm alone? That's up to you. I'm just trying to imagine this transition where it was full of people and stuff. I mean, everyone just cut out, and I just. Everyone just kind of left you there. All right. And you guys like, are they all went to go get laid or whatever, <laughs> and you're just you're just sitting there like guys. <laughs> um, all right, I'm gonna say to Eric, hey, you up for a game? Kick me in the crotch is no. I said you want to play a game. <laughs> Nobody else is here. Let's play. Come on, work's no, over. No, thank you. I'm I can't play. Give me another. I think probably it is time for you to go. Give me another drink, then. I got money to spend. All right. Uh, what the kind of drink do you want? Whiskey. Do you got anything? It's uh, got whiskey with a little bit of uh, lemon in it. I mean, I can make you a pant pisser. <laughs> Give me a pant pisser. You want a pant? P- All right, I make you a pant pisser. Okay. Yeah. Let me just look at that. Takes a drink, pours a little bit of a drink, takes another bottle, shakes it up in the shaker. And then he pours it out, and he's like, "One pant pissa for you." And he gives it to you. All right, this glass. It's got like fingerprints on the glass. It's how how much of it is there in there? How much is a pant pisser volume wise? He's like, "That's uh, a gold piece, please." No, I mean, how much water? How much liquid is it? Oh, it's like mm, six ounces, maybe, of liquid. All right, I throw him two two coins. Keep the change, and I just throw that thing back, shotgun it. Okay. Right down my hole. Yeah. You take the drink, slam it down on the table. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah, it was good. And it's it's got a nice kick to it, so you like your eyes like <laughs> it's all red. It's like it's like like every time you take a drink of alcohol, it makes your eye burn. <sighs> That's good stuff. Thanks, Eric. No problem. You're a good man. Get You're not too bad yourself, Mister Nash. All right, this is getting uncomfortable. I'm going to leave. 
All right. So you walk out into the air and you see and immediately you see that guy who who was who you you know beat at poker. He's leaning against one of the things. And he's, he's sort of throwing up. You see another couple of guys sort of stumbling down the road a little farther down, but for the most part, it's quiet. And you look across the street and you see a man in a pinstripe suit. His office still has candlelight glowing in it. He's leaning on the balcony and he's head cocked, so he looks, he's staring at you on the second floor. All right. Same guys before. Of a sapphire. Yes, yeah, same guys before. All right. Um, I don't want to go in there without someone else. Can he see me? I mean, he can see me. Can I yell at him? Yeah. Can he hear you me from where at, he is? You guys are looking at each other. I yeah. so wish he was just saying this out loud so... in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> can you see me? <laughs> no, I'm going to say, I'm, gonna, I'm a little drunk, and I go, what are you looking at? Take a picture. It'll last longer. Dick. He, he, he raises an eyebrow, and he looks at, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. What are you looking at? Why are you staring at me? Well, you look, you're a pretty scary looking fellow. Damn straight. You should be scared. Now go back inside. You have yourself a good night there, sir. Who are you? Who wants to know? Nash Maggard of the solar mines. That's who. They call me the jeweler around here. I think I heard of you. Or have I? Was I in that room? No, no you didn't. Oh, that yeah. wasn't me. Sorry, I was really enjoying that part. Um, that was a very private moment. Yeah. Scott. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have been in there for that. <laughs> um, what do you, you mean? You guys can have sex okay, but I want to make sure it's safe. <laughs> I, don't trust, I don't trust this guy. I'm going to be watching. <laughs> what does that mean? What do you do? What's, what's the... What's the jeweler? What are you doing? Off to rent a painting. <laughs> what? Tell me more. I need to. What's the jeweler? I don't get it. What's your deal? Well, I'm the jeweler. That's what they call me. What does that mean? What do you do? I run. I run, as you can see, I run the Sapphire. It's a fine establishment. Do you make jewelry? <laughs> In a matter of speaking, yes. This is another sex place, isn't it? Well, you want some pussy? No. Oh, holy shit. That escalated quickly. No. I've got some, if that's what you're looking for. I don't have the parts. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's no advantage for me. I don't even feel it. He's <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. To... I need a second. <laughs> <laughs> I need to laugh. He says, "What do you mean you don't have the parts? Come down here and I'll show you." <laughs> I think you could just tell me what you mean. I don't think I need to come down there for you to to show me. I don't need I this think- place. I don't need your women. I don't need you. I don't need this town. Go back to whatever it is you're doing, jeweler. I mean, I was standing out here enjoying the view. It was you that came out here. F off. And I turned the other direction. I go, fuck you too, he says. <laughs> he's going to lift up his little finger at you. Like... All right. 
Um, I want to do something to him. I can't do that, cool. though. I want to fire a warning. I want to fire a warning shot of my fire bolt into the sky. All right. I want to scare him with my magic. Up, up straight up. Do it. Okay. So, uh, hold on. Well, tell me what it looks like. You don't need to attack oh. roll because you're just shooting it up. Oh, that's true. Okay, so you so hear... Just take your fire bolt and fire into the air straight up. Yeah, you hear this fire sound, and it flies into the sky and goes lights really, really high. Lights up the whole square. The whole place is lit. It's like a crazy firework. And I say, and he, I can give you more of that if you're looking for it. He doesn't miss a beat. He looks up at the fire. and You're a tough guy, huh? Come down here and find out. You really, you really want to compare dick legs, don't you? I don't have one. Get down here. Yeah, looks like I win then. Oh hell no! And then I'm gonna act. I'm gonna make like I'm coming his direction because I am swarthy and I am drunk and I'm going toward that going? door. You're going towards that door. Yeah, okay, the, the bottom so he, floor door. He I'm, sort of watches you as you go into the, yep, the door. Do you yep. enter it? Or I grab you... the handle and I turn it. So you it's tell a saloon me. door, so you can just push them open. Oh, it's one of those deals. Okay, so he's yeah. just he's like Well, he's on the second floor. Right, of you're the on saloon. The ground. Right. Yeah. And is the bar open? Is it just uh empty? I mean, it looks like you can go into it. There's All right. lights on. All right. So I'm gonna do that. All right, you push in and this place is it's very it's from what you can see in your drunken state, you see the candles illuminating the room dimly. There are wood tables everywhere. There's a couple of patrons, maybe two. They sort of seem to be nursing bottles in dark corners of the room. There's wood furnishing. It's not a nice place at all. It's very plain. There's a bar there, and you see a large half-orc sitting at the bar. And uh, he's kind of nodded off and sleeping. And um, you also see towards the back of the room, there's a couple of ladies. Uh, one of them is, is larger, and the other one is a sort of smaller one, about three feet tall. And they're sort of sitting back by the table, just you know, seem to be having a private discussion. Uh, and sorry, one second. You uh, also see um, that there's a stairwell towards the back, leading up to the top area where you think you suspect probably that jeweler that you were yelling at is going to be coming from. All right, I go in, I dart around the room. They look at me, f them. I go. I'm going to make straight for the stairwell. Okay. I see um, that leading up, and I go. Are you just barging? Yeah, I'm just going to barge in. Okay, so as you barge in, it wakes the guy at the desk, uh, the half-orc, sort of sitting at the desk, and he looks at you, and he sees your angry type, and then he rushes out to go in front of you and stands in front of you and puts his hand out and says, I think I stuff right there, brother. You better not take another step. And then you hear a door open behind you, and you look up behind you, and you see the jewelers now up on the balcony inside, and they're looking down. He's he's like, Trigger, you let that man go. That man wants me to kick his ass right now. I think that's what's happening here. You want to fight? Oh, damn straight, I want to fight. You big weenie. And I, and this is what I'm going to do, just to show my, pow my power and strength. <laughs> I'm casting sleep on Trigger and putting him okay. back to where he was before I woke him up. So I All want right, him roll, to... It's, roll your 5d8. Okay. By, well, by the way, we were saying 5d6. It's actually 5d8. Yeah, I, we, I, I think we figured that out then. Yeah. But Okay, so... 
total of oh, 11. Blech. Okay, so you you cast your you say your magic words and do your thing and mm -hmm. uh, your your mimetic arm thing and um, put him to sleep. So tr trigger he sort of um, I don't know what's happening and then he's like I think I'm I think I'm falling asleep and he just falls over. <laughs> <laughs> he just falls over and falls asleep. And 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 it, and the guy starts. Jeweler starts walking down the stairs. He's like, "All right, asshole. If you want to fight me, we're gonna do this the fair way. I don't want any none of your witch tricks when we fight, huh? Fine. That's not exactly fair. Weapons or none. No, no, just two men fighting. All right. You let's, ready for this? Let's go, he starts, Jack. He, Jack. He takes what? off his jacket and he starts rolling up his sleeves. And he, he empties his pockets out and throws a gun on the table and stuff. Empty it out. Come on, let's go. Let's go. And he pushes the table aside. All right. I throw my um I throw my cloak. I take my cloak off, throw it on the uh, on on a table, not the same table. I take my staff, I slam it down on that table. I am now standing there just in my kind of wraps. Um mm -hmm. my face exposed really is all, but the rest of me is kind of mummy-ish. And I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready to throw down. And that eye, my eye, dude, is just on fire. It's just a big okay. red eye. So, so the, the patrons that are sitting there run off. They, they sort of leave their take their beer with them, and they run out the door. It clears out the two patrons that were sitting there. Um, the two women that are in the back just kind of sit there and continue looking at this thing like this is everyday business. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he looks drunk, and he's got these glassy eyes. He's just staring at you, and you're staring back at him. All right. And that's it for this week. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. I, I mean, it's the goodest place. That I thought no, no, it's go good. Back to I the am... hotel and it'd be the end of the episode. But uh, you decided to go look for a fight. So I now, need a fight. Good. Everyone else I'm is having. I really enjoyed Nash's lone adventure through town. I think those are my favorite <laughs> side quests. Mm -hmm. Nash cannot handle situations where he is not with an adult. No, no, that's true. That's true. So I need leadership. Otherwise, I'm a little bit of a hot, a hot handle. I, this, I like this it. This might have been the best episode ever. It was really good. I enjoyed yeah. the hell out of today's episode. It was freaking we fantastic. Learned a lot today. Uh, thank <laughs> a you. A lot of people learned a lot. The same lore was shared Every with literally everybody. <laughs> Don't. Uh... Kick me in the crotch. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Don't forget, we have all of this in previous episodes. This is session 11. We have all the previous 10 available up on the website in podcast form, YouTube archive form. The VODs are also on Twitch. Uh, you can play them manually if you want, however you want to get them. You can download the MP3s if you prefer. Whatever it is you want to do, it's there for the taking. Uh, Bo, anything for next week you want to tell us about or warn us about or tease or anything before we go? Um, no. I think this is the best episode ever, and it's only going to get better. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, next week, we'll be back 3 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern for yet another edition of There Will Be Dungeons. Therewillbedungeons.com. There Be Dungeons on Twitter. Uh, go there, check it out. Be a part of the community. Send us your cool art that you're making. Whatever you're up to, we want to know more about it. That's going to do it for us, for me, and for these guys. We'll see you next time.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.